I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What's up, everyone? Zero Gravity here, and welcome back to another episode of the Blurdy Massacre podcast. And oh, I think I just stepped in something. What the hell is that? Anyway, while I scrape this gunk off my shoe, let's intro our hosts. I'm stepping to something, too. But Brother Ghoulish, uh, from Brother Ghoulish's too, Brother Ghoulish's Dragula Breakdown the alter tapes of this and my new book, There's Something Wrong in Warrington County, which should be out this week. Oh my God! I cannot wait to get my copy! Oh yes, I'm going to seal it with extra love and um, something to scrape up all the gooey stuff around us right now on the ground. Oh my God. If it don't hit so you can go with me to Utah, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to try to post it on the way out of town. Um... I am Sheree the Slayer. I am 190th of the altar tapes. I am one half of A Nightmare on Fierce Street. I am the streaming guide girl um, for Dread Central most weeks. And I am going to be drinking 2% beer in Utah this weekend. So if you are also doing the same, find me. <laughs> Turn up. Listen, 2% beer is water. And so we're all going to hydrate together on a mountain. <laughs> when it's 2% beer, is that like the hard seltzers, like stuff like that? Listen, Utah wish they had her seltzer because, like, I was getting, I was hydrating and getting more sober with every beer last year. Oh, uh, you haven't. That's fucked up. A host. So you looked at Natty Light and was like, we can make it water here. Bro. <laughs> if I wanted to drink water, I would just look in your soul and find the chill. It's there. I know it is underneath <laughs> the hard side as a seltzer. <laughs> filter you ain't lying to nobody this is not, <laughs> this is not <laughs> when you put a pbr through a brita filter mm-hmm. Ew, what the sharon needles <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all my name is zero <laughs> and um uh yeah <laughs> yeah chronically on the internet you know and um period anyway y'all 
What's popping? Let's see what's really going down in the horror community right now. What's popping? What's going on? Okay, first and foremost, before we get stupid on our podcast, which we usually do very quickly, yes. Jeff Barnaby has passed away. Um, he is the uh, native director from Canada. Um, and you may have heard of his film, Blood Quantum. Um, which I really went out for that film. I got it on uh, physical. It's up on my shelf right now. It is a native um, zombie apocalypse story that has a lot of cultural roots as well as generational zombie ass kicking. And it really is a shame that we lost him. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that he lost his fight with cancer way too young. Um, So do the blurdy ghouls a favor and screen Blood Quantum on Shudder. Maybe give it a good review. Tell a friend mm-hmm. to watch it um, so we can honor his legacy. But, yeah. We do need more people who can read in the Shudder reviews because a lot of people out there are being racist and sexist and also misspelling it while they do it because, like, we're in the smoke, there's fire. Uh, so, like, those same fingers you should be using to, like, thank your favorite podcasters on Apple, please use those on Shutter because a lot of the things that are made by Black people and queer people are just sort of being trashed with one skulls and people who are just out here being the worst of humanity. Yeah, straight up facts. And it's not right. You know, it, it's always, like, just because we're in it, it gets, like, that sarcastic woke sticker. And mm-hmm. we deserve so much more than that. Like, our stories matter. Absolutely. I mean, y'all went up for prey like nobody's business. So let's yeah. go. Bring Listen. it around town for the injury, the uh, independent horror filmmakers as well. Yes. <sighs> okay, well, While on we're a batshit note, on a fucking batshit <laughs> note, okay, Flying Lotus is <laughs> fucking on one in his portion <laughs> of VHS 99. Tell me you guys have seen it. No, not yet. No. Oh, yeah. but I'm curious. It, it's I'm, not going to be spoilery. Let's talk. I'm, 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 I need to know. I'm going to dance it. around the spoilers. Okay. Um, but okay. So VHS 99. It's it just dropped. It's another um, time period theme in the VHS franchise. Okay. Um, and Flying Lotus's portion is basically a parody on. Uh, like Legend of the Hidden Temple, Double Dare, Guts, like all those sports shows that we used to watch when we were kids. Um, And it's interesting because I personally, and I'm sure you guys can relate, but every, every sweepstakes that you could enter from your landline at home to for a shot to be on one of these shows, I was in there. Even though I was under 18 at the time, I was I was in there. You could not stop. And then just to you know grow up to be an adult and I see all these articles about how there was so much malpractice on these game shows. Kids were literally getting hurt. And so Flying Lotus made a little bit of a commentary on that for VHS 99. And um the rest is ooey gooey history because holy <laughs> shit. That was my favorite story of this one because like I've only seen this one in the last one from the VHS series. I need to watch the first three while they're on the Hulu, but like who has time? No, the first two. Did they put them all on Hulu <laughs> because of this? So they're they're all available there right now, you think? The first three are there and I think the last two are on Shutter. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Forget about VHS viral. Like just <laughs> trust me. I care about you. And I care about your time. Is it in a box under your bed with uh, Tell Us from the Hood too? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you slide it right next to that one. Mm-hmm. Maybe even underneath it. <laughs> oh no. One and two are phenomenal though. I would I would suggest it. Yeah. I might put those on with my melatonin tonight and <laughs> see what happens. Um I think Flying Lotus was definitely the strongest. Um, and then also he released a couple days ago um, the mix because obviously Flying Lotus is Flying Lotus. So he created a mix to go with his short and he released all those songs. So you can listen to them now on Spotify. The I've been talent. bumping them. Sometimes I feel a little weird because it's like literally game show music from 1999, <laughs> but like with a little Flying Lotus twist. Um, but I listened, I listened to it on the way to work this morning and I'm just imagining all the gross shit that I witnessed while watching it. It's uh, if any listeners out there have watched Flying Lotus's feature film called Kuso, I think it came out in 2018. It's slightly less disgusting, but not by much. It's okay. just shorter. Mm-hmm. That's it. But this man, I, I, honestly, this is really good timing for, and uh, it, it meshes in with our topic very nicely because this man is fucking gooey as hell. Listen. Gooey AF. <laughs> Um, watch it. It's great. Listen, <laughs> my skin off afterwards, though. Fair warning. That's not yeah. my mood right now, so I'll I'll save that for later. Cause we just we just saw a lot of goo. There was a lot of goo in my eyes today in this weekend. Um, I'm still wiping the goo out. I don't know. <laughs> it just won't end. It's not never ending goo. <laughs> just. <laughs> I felt like I needed galoshes when I was watching some of these movies. I, could y'all could y'all watch some of these like in IMAX? The, I think that'd be too much. No. Uh, well, I mean, I saw Crimes of the Future in it wasn't in IMAX, but it was like on a big screen. Oh, I thought you were about to say in IMAX. I'm gonna say you brave soul. <laughs> I would never, I would never run into Cronenberg on a big screen because what he's done on the small screen is disgusting. <laughs> oh. His cup of, of overrunneth with goo already Listen, on a small yeah. screen. So Listen, yeah. You know, no. I think I could be okay with the visuals, but yeah. then it would be the IMAX surround sound of Oh, oh, that would really get me. Especially if you go to one of those immersive theaters where they they have like the mist machine, <laughs> so it's like the water just no. sprays on you. Oh, can oh, you God. imagine watching the fly in fucking IMAX with the speakers no. under the seats? No, no, so gross. Imagine the 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 head pop and scanners, and then oh. you get a little <sighs> you get a little flick of water on the back of your head. Someone <laughs> throws some chitlins on you. It looks like what happens. Like, it's such a, like, Oh my god, man. You said that I could smell chitlins. I'm not <laughs> smelling chitlins since I was a child, but I could smell them and all came running back. Like, ew. Oh That's the Cronenberg effect. Cronenberg <laughs> has ever tried chitlins. You oh, yeah, that. for sure. Yeah. They inspire some of these props. Like, you know, he's <laughs> he's like cleaning something right now. He's like, mm mm mm. I'm gonna have a late dinner. <laughs> if I walk in on Cronenberg eating chitlins, I think I would be uncomfortable. I think I'd press charges. <laughs> there's there's some the there's too, but there's a lot of like sensory overload with that. Is this is this preparation for a movie? Like what's happening right now? I think if I walked in on him eating chitlins, I would just be like, that scans. Um, that scans. That's how his favorite. That's his go-to. Like the most yeah. are doing like to-go snacks, like yogurts and shit. He's like to-go chitlins, right? He eats some cold. To-go chitlins. Yeah, he's like put extra grease on them. I'm like, ah. Mm, I love that. I love that. This image is in my head now. Okay. Anyway, so um, <laughs> let us also just 
and pack that he's probably the only like filmmaker who I can see eating chitlins. Yes. Hold on. Well, and also, hold up. Um, uh, Justin Simeon. I can also oh, see yeah. 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 Wait, who yeah. is that? What did they do? Bad hair. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> white people. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a chitlin, Justin. Um. <laughs> Yo, you guys are fucking funny. One of the um, things, like, that's how they hang out. Like, that's how they meet. They were like, only one place in California serves chitlins. Right. And so, like, they were both there. And now there's a movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Bring in the camera crews. Please. <laughs> okay. Hold on the first also. movie. <laughs> that is the movie. What if that's his test? He's like, you want to be my movie, I hear. Come to dinner. And he watches people. And they're like, I don't fuck with chitlins. He's like, you can't be in it. <laughs> you know what? That would, y'all know I'm weird AF. If he's like, eat chitlins to be on this movie and he's watching me, I might get aroused. That that that, there's, it, that changes the vibe a little bit. I'm like, ooh, Cronenberg watching me. <laughs> if you can't, if you can't eat chitlins in front of Cronenberg, you can't whip your titties out and get oozy and gooey in front of Cronenberg. So, like, that's, that's a good test. The law. That's just yeah, yeah. He's like, these He's are these built. are baby steps. If you can't do this, what are we gonna do on set? Look, put down, <laughs> put down the tarp and stop playing. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts to me leaving a bucket of chitlins for fifty dollars on a Cronenberg set. No, my rates are reasonable. <laughs> I'm gonna need a bag if I'm gonna be eating chitlins under a tarp. With no, I don't know. That's gonna be a bag for sure. Um, anyway, God, can we get through this news? <laughs> Yes, yes. Okay, okay. We'll be good. We'll be good. Chitlin derailment of 2022. <laughs> oh my God. If I hear chitlins one more time. <laughs> the next time somebody just like casually brings up chitlins in a conversation, I'm going to be like checking my, my six. <laughs> Who put you up to this? Where's the camera? Where's Cronenberg? Uh-uh. You know he'll Moving be there. The shadows. With his bowl of chitlins. <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah. Like ASMR. <laughs> oh. I'm done. I'm finished. No more Chetlins. I'm putting my foot down. I've had it. I've had Okay. Megan has quickly become our new queer icon for some reason. Child. Nowhere in that trailer was she a part of the light booty community, but it was the body role. She never said it, but she but we felt it with the body role in that trailer. I know y'all don't watch trailers. But you saw that body roll. I mean, oh yeah, it was, it was all... the clicker around the world. What? <laughs> it has been remixed so many times. Oh, <laughs> keep it coming. Honestly, Megan was getting sturdy. Like she was. Bugging. She was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means, right? She probably a NECA figure. She got like those good joints, so she could stay so sturdy. You know, the <laughs> double jointed, so they're posable. NECA be playing sometimes, though. They don't be putting the shit in the box sometimes. But no, nah, not with her. She had everything. <laughs> yep. Additional pieces. Mm-hmm. She walked out. She's about to audition for Missy Elliott. And I was like, bitch, Yo, you That you little adult. girl that used to be in all those Missy Elliott videos. That's that's yeah. It was actually her. This, this makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen. Like, I know I've seen that body roll before. Right? I don't know that body roll from. 
Uh, it's definitely the pass that Dutch music video. Listen, pass that, pass that, pass the Dutch, honey. Oh shit! So I always have a missy moment. Just a missy moment, a missy misdemeanor moment. Um. Okay, and then okay, so Megan comes out to play. The timeline goes crazy. Then she starts beefing with Chucky. What kind of fucking timeline do we live in? The best timeline. Um, Like, first off, this is our first recording since Chucky came back. Chucky's PR has always been great. Like, since they were like, we're going to do a show. It's been like, uh, subpar. Like, nobody's going to touch it. But like, that week that they came back, they was everywhere. Um, I was like, damn, are they coming from my apartment? Because they literally every fucking where. They was like, adding people in the timeline. They had shit to say to Taylor Swift. Ryan Reynolds, everybody. Yo, then, they did not come for Taylor Swift. They came for everybody. Because Chucky's like, if you leave a comment, I'll drag a celebrity or whatever Chucky said that day. Uh-huh. Um, and was just out there adding people left and right. Like, damn, damn, oh, damn. Um, and then Megan was like, hi, I'm a new queer icon. And Chucky's like, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen to these Twitter quotes, okay? The trailer drops. Meet Megan, your new best friend. Chucky with the salty ass quote retweet. Everybody's trying to be me. <laughs> oh, Megan replies, "You know that that you know you that doll. Wait, you know that doll. <laughs> when you cause all this conversation, <laughs> messy. This another reason, and that was our confirmation." as to why Megan is a queer icon. Listen, I'm buying then a ticket. I'm buying with the body roll. It was I'm, a wrap. A wrap. I was already there because I found out Akila Cooper who gave us Malignant with James Wan. That team is back for this. And I was like, y'all yeah. got a doll now? And y'all getting wild? Listen, because I, I didn't know until like the trailer dropped and I was avoiding mm-hmm. the trailer. And then people were like, here she is rolling. And you know it's going to be in the Kayla Cooper movie, right? I'm like, what, excuse you? I need to know everything that Kayla doing because like she gave me malignant. Once you bend a bitch backwards and have her alter ego take out a police station, I'm your fan. So yep. just like send me a text when you got something for me to buy. Like that's all you gotta do. <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> mind. That that scene is just top 20 for me. Mm-hmm. That precinct scene easily. Lives forever. It yeah. also it gave like, me yeah. one of my favorite reply gifts of all time. <laughs> what the Wait, which fuck? one? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> which was all of us when we watched that because we were not ready. We were not ready. <laughs> it was. It's. It's been a good year for original horror. For wait, was that this year or last year? The years. The the, the years were running together year. on me. That was last year, but they played yeah. shenanigans with us and took it away from HBO Max till this year. Um, okay. so we had a gap, but she back, and I'm gonna watch her. Um, after I watch Barbarian tomorrow, because <gasps> I'm gonna make time. Oh. Wait, is it coming to streaming? Or you're going to go it's to the It's HBO Max tomorrow. And I've been yes! waiting. I've been waiting. Um, I have possible articles that might be fitting into. And I've been yeah. waiting. Like, I'm I'm on HBO Max's neck. I'm just like, no. Is it midnight my time? Whose time? What time? I have insomnia. <laughs> tell time? me. <laughs> when I tell no. you my book will not be coming out until I watch Barbarian. Part I'm dead. You're dead right. You're <laughs> Justin dead Long. Right. And then, yes. and then <laughs> oh my god i didn't know it was coming to hbo max that literally made my day because i've been yeah. wanting to show it to emilio so it's like perfect i have heard nothing but the best about that movie and people keep saying Ooh, it's this year's malignant i haven't seen it yet 
because you have to turn all your lights off, make sure your windows are sealed, no distractions. Like this is this is serious shit. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm gonna ride in tomorrow morning, and my neighbor's gonna be like, "Why is she up? It's four in the morning." I'm like, "Shut up! I got business." What? <laughs> Do y'all know when Pearl is coming to streaming? Just off top. If not, then this, I'm just curious. I've been waiting because I want to see if I'm gonna go pay for it. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen Pearl either. Mm-mm. Okay, I thought I was the only person in the world. My theaters are so far away. Like my Alamo Draft House is about 30, 35 minute drive. Um, and so my friend who is admitting they like horror now will only drive that distance for so many movies. <laughs> um, and the cheaper one has like two screens, and so they have to like mm. pick and choose, and they don't begin oh, a lot of horror. That's a bummer. Yeah. Plus, they're on like night hours now because summer's over. I'm like, but some of us ain't got real jobs. What about me? What? <laughs> Wait, when you say night hours, so they're, they're showing movies earlier, like they're not doing it late anymore. Is that what you mean? They're only showing them in the evenings now. Because, like, when I discovered oh. when I moved through the summer, they were like, all day, it's summer, come on in. And they're like, yeah. five on Tuesdays, yeah. And now they're like, bitch, the movie you want might start at 8 30. I'm like, for whomst? I am an old. I will be oh, yeah, in my no. PJs. She said, I, I am an old. You want me to catch the bus out there and see a movie at 8.30 and then get a lift back when lifts cost more than gold at this point? Like, <laughs> if you want to launder money, be a lift driver because <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they do with these prices. <laughs> yeah, no, starting a movie at 8.30, that's a no-go. Like, no. I mean, I, I, I would do it and I have, but I prefer maybe like around four-ish, five-ish, like somewhere around there. Like, like that's cute. matinee too. Yeah. Yes. Listen. A matinee's perfect. I become a different person after seven o'clock. Like we we are getting close to seven right now in this recording. So some of y'all will hear this live. Um around seven o'clock. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm done engaging my core. Um, I'm taking this beret out of my hair. <laughs> I am in a next drink, and the next drink is one of the last drinks of the day. Oh <laughs> we're closing it out. It's last call. It's 7:30. Last call at 7:30. Listen. What? I'm about business. <laughs> It's also a Monday right now. Wait, is it a Monday? It is a Monday. Yeah. Right, Zero. I don't know what is going on with the days. What is in lemonade? I don't like, know, what but I thought it was Tuesday until I got to work this morning. Oh. There's supposed to be some sort of eclipse, which I think is part of the reason the energy was off today. Because, like, things were just off. And I was working all day like a real person on my computer. I'm like, what is this shit? Um, I meant to pull cards, but here we are. And that's fine. I'll do it tomorrow because we're getting close to 730. <laughs> and you know what that means. Last call. Last call. Um, so since we've recorded last, Hellraiser came out and raised us up. Then Halloween ends ended us because <laughs> Twitter discourse. <laughs> I mean, at least we had that balance. It's not right. all bad. Jamie Clayton knew we needed her. She was like, can we get this to come out? One to two weeks before Halloween. Just one or two. I'm asking. <laughs> and the horror god said, yes, Jamie Clayton. We can make that happen. Right? <laughs> before we get into Hellraiser, because y'all said something about, um, you know, the Megan movie. It makes me think of Meg the Stallion's SNL. Um, yes. Okay. I need to see it. You would love. I mean, obviously, Meg is that is that girl. She's that bitch. Yeah. But yeah, the skits are. No. Yes. I, I meant to. I forgot what I was doing. I don't know if I was out of town or what. And I just haven't had time to like catch up because like mm-hmm. if Megan is there, I'm there. Um, which is why I'm happy that like Megan the doll is like, I know my namesake. I need to like body roll. <laughs> question, because I can't remember for some reason. Has Meg been, have, has she been on Black Lady Sketch Show? I can't remember. 
I don't think so. I know she it needs to happen. She's performed in SNL once and or twice. Um, the last time I saw it for sure, because it was right after her incident, and people were like already being bullshit to her because they always choose men over the women who men are possibly shooting. Um, <laughs> and so she had to like go to SNL to be like, believe black women, bitches. And like she like turned it the fuck out. And I was like, bitch, get it. Um, so I was happy to see her host because like they need they need some youth and they need yeah. some PLC. Um, they dropped half their cast and it was the half they should have kept. All I'm gonna say about that. I didn't Ooh, know they dropped bars. half the cast because um I think I told y'all this, but I have like a distant relationship with SNL. Like I typically Same. will only tune in if my girls are on there. Like that's literally it. And then I'll just watch those clips on YouTube, no shade. Same because like it's not SNL is one of those things that it's become the thing it didn't need to be because I mean yes during the 70s and it was very white man central but also everything was back then and so it was still edgy and those jokes not age well because again white man central um but you had like Eddie Murphy doing Gumby and shit like that every once in a while to like keep it spicy yeah and it went to being a super white boys club in the 90s and we never really came out of that but like Kate McKinnon and A.D. Bryant and like Chris Red and them were holding it down um and now I think it's just Keenan yeah, there's a new guy on there, I think. But once again, since I have this distant relationship, I don't know if he's new, but he's like taller. He's like, he's kind of cute. Like he has like hazel he eyes. He probably um, new. I know very new. Look, hey, look. <laughs> let me see if I can. While we're talking, just casually, y'all know me. I'll, I'll I'll pull his name up. But like, he's pretty funny. I'm like, y'all better not piss him off because we need more men of color on here. I mean, people of color in general, but just mm-hmm. listen. Listen. No, I think if not for Keenan, I'd be good to close it out, but I will never mess up Keenan's bag. He's earned. He's been doing comedy since he was five. Let him have his job. But when he's done, look, we need to pack this up. I think it's time. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Which is sad because when I was a kid, I would watch like the old clips because that's how I saw women who were funny, even though none of them were black because Lauren Michaels was a menace. Mm. Um, I remember when he was like, there are no funny black women. And we were all like, a fucking excuse you. And then he went out and found uh, one. And I was like, Mm-mm. we got one. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so his name is Devin Walker. And apparently he's a writer on everything's trash, which I've been watching, and yeah. Big Mouth, which I've watched, but he's he's hilarious. He is very funny and cute. I got you. I'll put the link in there. I see you about to look. Listen, Hold up. Listen. Oh, mm-hmm. wow! I'm, mm-hmm. And he's tall. I was I'm like, coming back to the show. What? Okay, <laughs> and then when... <laughs> he's a, you... he has a lot of interactions with Meg about her episode. So listen, you let him and Keenan work. You just let them work, and when they leave, then I'll rethink what I think about SNL. Um... <laughs> How come I Google this man's name and like fifty percent of the Google images are him shirtless? Excuse, <laughs> hold on, I went the wrong place. He's also a football player's name, so that's also confusing. Because it was okay. like Devin Walker from the F- the NFL. I'm like, no, that's the wait. Am I looking at the wrong Walker? I I feel like I am. Like, there's a clip in the chat. Hey, yo, I am. I'm looking at the football player, ma'am. Listen, <laughs> I'm not complaining about out. either. I'm <laughs> screaming. Okay, welcome. I'm to my harem, but uh, <laughs> the one on SNL, he's more my type. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So I just had to hip y'all to that Meg, but we could get into Hellraiser because, like y'all said, like it just came out by the time we're recording this, or I don't know, time is weird. But that movie destroyed me. Zero. You were right. It was good. It was. It was that girl. 
You yes, were it was that girl. I had a great time. I have yet to watch it a second time. But um, I think I'm going to wait until after Halloween season just because I'm super distracted right, right now and I just want to like sit down and like absorb. It's so fucking atmospheric, like the OGs. I don't want any distractions. And my mind is in like a bunch of places right now. I just want to like consume it. Yeah. You know? I, I watched it twice the same day because we had a watch party that evening and I knew I didn't want people talking over it because I waited too fucking long. Fair. So I woke up at like six in the morning as usual. It's like, let's see what Jamie doing. Something's in the Gatorade, sipping Haterade. <laughs> and we are just... <laughs> What did Mary J. Blige say? Something about hateration in this uh, in this dancery. Y'all know yeah. I love the Mary J. That's the that's the one. Because I mean, don't get me wrong. She had bobs. She was like, "I'm going down," and I was like, "I don't know who breaking up with," but like, "Fuck him, go, go." <laughs> and then she came back with a new wig, and she was like, "No hateration in this holleration." Like, yes, bitch. And she had like the Josh Harnett knockoff in the club. So I was like, "Is that Josh Harnett in the Mary J. Blige video? What is happening?" It was not him. I, that's I probably where this move came from. Oh yeah, what is that when she be doing that? Like, what is it? I don't know. It's like the kind of robot bebop boom bap something. <laughs> and then she be really thinking she killing it when she do the swoop. You know, yeah. <laughs> she stagger to the side. I'm like, <laughs> she is dedicated. You just know that she woke up like I'm an auntie now. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's I'm a rite of passage for all aunties. It is. It, I, I definitely realize I've eased into the auntie phase of life because, like, I was listening to the podcast today, and it was, like, the billionth time I said Yaya and his fine ass in this, like, decade. <laughs> and I said it with auntie energy. So, like, there's no, like, I'm I'm easing up on this, like, Yaya and his fine ass. Like, that's his full name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pimp name slick back. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's his fine ass. And it's fine ass. Like, and he's like, aunties. <laughs> aunties. <laughs> speaking, okay. of, speaking of fine ass, man, um, did y'all see Jonathan Major's um, reveal last week? No. Reveal, is he about to be in a new project? I went feral. over here. I thought I was thirsty, and he just stepped out of the water, and I was like, oh, hot I'm damn. I'm so fucking parched. There Christ. was water? There, there was water. There was props. There was pets. Somebody knew what we wanted. They were, they read all of our dream diaries, and they were like, "We're gonna give it to them." Like, yeah. Were there chitlins? I'm sorry. I, nah. I, I, Get I, I, out. <laughs> Leave this place. <laughs> Let me see. Hold up. Let me see. Jonathan how Major. dare you? <laughs> just listen. How dare? We yeah. were having a good conversation, and then I just had to. Mm-mm. Just ruin the fantasy with listen. chitlins. Oh, listen, listen. Mm-hmm. Um, how did he get finer after Lovecraft? How did this happen? I, dude, I don't fucking know. Does he? How eat? he he was like Lovecraft is over. Um, y'all want these abs? And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, oh, um, no season two, but here's a six pack. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I really like about this um person though so much? Like I watched a bunch of interviews with Jonathan, like um, right after Lovecraft. He's a really cool guy. He has like that um Lakeith Stanfield kind of vibe where he's just like such a I don't know, like he's so eccentric and just so fiercely himself. He's mm-hmm. such, I don't know, he's such a sweetheart, and that just adds another dimension to me. I love that. I'm yeah. loving that 
because all of my more recent husbands are definitely not the typical <laughs> bastards we see in the media. Um, they are like, I have deep thoughts. I read yeah. books. Um, I just also happen to be a 10. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> bonus. A bonus. This made me realize, I, y'all know I'm so heartbroken that they didn't give a season to a Lovecraft Country. But saying Lakeith Stanfield, I, he he would have fit in a season two for Lovecraft Country, I feel. I could see him being in that. He's he's got a pretty good range. He could wedge his way into a lot of things. Listen, Indeed. But I would stop. love to see him <laughs> in that Lovecraft arc. Diggity. Listen. <laughs> and Elena's over now, so he's ooh. Oh, and Elena's <laughs> over now. So like he he's got a little bit more time in theory. I remember seeing him and sorry to bother you being like, why don't we get more of him? Um, but Hollywood is racist. So yeah. I mean Yeah. Facts. He also said some weird stuff on social media. Oh no. This was like a while ago now, like years ago. How bad are we like, talking? Not not bad, just like slightly hotepy, but like oh. raising the surface. I think he was like rapping or something. He was like doing a freestyle rap on Instagram. And everyone was like, no. I'm not surprised. so hot. Don't. I'm not super surprised because when I first got on Clubhouse last year, he was popping up in those weird rooms. Remember, Ryan? So I'd be like, um, oh. why is he keeping this room? Why is he keeping that room? Yo, yes. I forgot about that until this moment. You're right. I blocked it because he's so tall and so fine. But when Zero was like, he might be a little sus. Like, oh, that's right. He is. It's in that one file cabinet in the back of my brain. Um, right. <laughs> the one file. <laughs> <laughs> I That's live. what it had stuff. That checks out. Yep. Yes. <laughs> oh, there goes the Kanye receipts. And... Oh, oh, Kanye. That's got a whole cabinet. It's a whole drawer. Listen, every day I wake up and he is doing something else he don't need to be doing, and I'm just like, Mm-mm. it keeps Mm-mm. getting worse. Okay, I have, I have, I have a, I have a, a thing to say, and this is, Ooh. I'm gonna. You're going to like this transition. This is going to be smooth. All right. So Kanye's being like ridiculously anti-Semitic, right? Yeah. Um, at the same time, completely unrelated. A lot of people are hating on Jamie Lee Curtis right now. Um, it wasn't I, because of what she said about Kanye, I hope. It was coming from... Okay, well... What she said about um, Maria... I forgot her name, but they did um, Knives Out together. Oh. Oh, Remember? the lead? Yeah, remember because like she said that racist thing. Okay, let me rewind because it's been a minute. Um, yeah, let's go back. Yes. So the lead of Knives Out, whose name I'm forgetting, but she's also in Blonde playing Marilyn Monroe. So y'all, y'all can Google her easily. Yeah. Maria De Armas, is that it? I got you, hold up. Um, but anyway, when Jamie Lee met her on Saturday Night's Out and Jamie's words, she assumed that she was like this like nobody who didn't speak English and this was their first movie. Meanwhile, the bitch got credits for years. Um, and speaks English well, and is very educated. And instead of Jamie being like, I, that was me being prejudiced as a white woman, she just told like a cute little story. Because Jamie loves to latch on to people who are doing things, and Blonde was about to come out. And so she's like, let me remind people we're friends. Mm-hmm. And then she was all like, and it's like give and take talking to her. And it's like, maybe it's give and take because you wrote up racist. Anna de Armas, her? Thank you. Thank okay. you. Oh my yeah. God. Okay, well, I... I feel like maybe that sounds familiar. I I don't doubt it though. I don't I don't doubt it. So Kanye saying all this like really disgusting anti-Semitic shit, um, and then here comes Jamie Lee Curtis, and it, it just reminded me so much of um, 
what's her face finding out that um was it coolio that coolio died oh no she oh, found out Oh, yeah. sorry, DMX. Yeah. Okay, you're <laughs> late. Stacy Dash. Stacey Dash. Out a yeah. late, so Stacy Dash finds out mad late that DMX is dead, and now she's like crying on the TL. And then JV Lee Curtis, like, kind of like, you know, Kanye talking about his anti Semitic comments. I don't know if she's a Jew or not. Doesn't matter because right. anti Semitism is fucked up regardless. But here come the tears, the white woman tears on like mm-hmm. some talk show. I'm, you know, <laughs> so moved about, you know, how we still have these views on you know anti-semitic whatever and uh everyone was kind of like girl shut up <laughs> like I, like wipe your face stop doing this <laughs> you're embarrassing yourself <laughs> this, this year has been a roller coaster with um auntie jamie and i hate that because like she is laurie strode we can't we can't just get rid of laurie strode halloween's one of the greatest movies i've ever seen with my own eyeballs the original, not the Rob Zombie, not the new trilogy. Don't even pretend. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, like the original. But also, like, she she's been a little problematic this year, which, again, that is her birthright as a white woman who is of a certain age. Um, but I am no longer inviting her to the cookout. No longer invited to the cookout, Auntie Jamie. Did you um, just uninvite? I did. I did. I'm revoking my See, invite. This is why. This is why we stop inviting people to the cookout. Because now we're going to look stupid when we have to retract our invitation. And who's on? Who's that? Whose fault is that? Not theirs. That's our fault. No. no. I believe in her too much. Um, and then she was like, I have an Instagram. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, not an Instagram. I feel like mm. Instagram and driving, you just have to like re-up it every couple of years once you're at a certain age. Like, Agreed. Yeah. At the age of 55, perhaps. Some some of us can make it to 60. Some, I'm some, not all. Um, but around the age of 55, 60, it should be like you've been getting a little loose. So come Tommy on. Tommy Lee proved that. That's another one that needed yeah. to read. Because yeah. why why am I seeing your penis? What 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 happened? Especially because we've seen that dick before. That was the first dick of my childhood because he okay. was like, oh. <laughs> and so I didn't want it coming back to me. <laughs> like a fucking what? old boomerang. Just like, oh. I was literally on it for horror memes. But no, the, Jamie Lee has definitely been, it's been questionable. And then y'all know they've been destroying her ass on TikTok. I know y'all saw the uh, the super cut of her uh, describing the new Halloween projects and they strung together her saying trauma. trauma. And I'm like, y'all are evil. This you one- have to send me that. Can you please send me that? Yes, yes. I got you after this. Yeah. Oh my God, that's hilarious. And now like every, this new trilogy, every movie that comes out, the fans relearn that Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't really fuck with horror movies. Yeah. And then they get offended about it. But it's like, we kind of been known this now. This is but a job. especially like while Halloween ends, like people are mad. Because, you know, it's over. Yeah. Air quote. No. She, to give her credit, she did say something really lovely about how this is her last time being Laurie Strode. But also without Laurie Strode, she wouldn't be who she is. She mm-hmm. said something really lovely. Like a friend sent me the clip and I was like, she needs to something nice because like she'd been canceling herself all year. This was a bad press tour. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I I think that's another thing because like she is basically that like grandparent or that auntie we all have who like we still want to fuck with, but like they they just aren't, they are not trying to be here with the rest of us in this millennium. And so you got to make that decision to either let them go or just be like, we got a good five minutes every year and I'm going to keep right. it moving. You don't really want to be here either. So like, 
let's appreciate it and go back and watch the OGs that mean so much to us and or the rest of them too because the rest of them are also very powerful just Laurie Strode period but um let's let it go especially with this last one let's let it the fuck go please, please. please. I am exhausted if I have one more person ask me about this damn movie it would pop well y'all get people DMing y'all for your opinions oh too. my god Ryan <laughs> out the ass like even at my day job because you know people like they know that yeah. the horror girl like at my job like, hey zero what do you think about ah Mm-mm. no no let me stop you right there i'm i'm just like i don't know her i come around carry every time i don't know her <laughs> first of all thank you for that <laughs> and she knew she was dead wrong damn mm-hmm. i don't know her ma'am okay I don't know her. Beautiful gowns, beautiful dresses. Um, but like, <laughs> but like um, Janie was also under fire because like two people, like the oh my god, Daniel Harris who played Janie um after yeah. in the original series, mm-hmm. and Scout Taylor Compton who played Laurie Strode in the Rob Zombie situation. I'm getting um, this is a her. bad setup already. Oh, Listen. My god. oh, you don't know this? No. Oh, Ryan. Oh, okay, lay so, it out. So apparently these two have a podcast because everybody does. I, no shade. I have three. It's fine. But like these two have a podcast. <laughs> but they also wanted to be invited to Halloween because they're like, we've done Halloween movies before. We should be invited. And so they got invited after asking to be invited. And they were like, well, do we get to walk the red carpet? And I'm like, are you in the movie? Um, but anyway, <laughs> they, catch, they catch Auntie Jamie um, and they're like, hi, I played your daughter. And she's like, hi, I played Laurie Strode. Yeah. Um, and Jamie's like, I don't, I don't know you two. I don't watch horror movies. But apparently she was rude to them, according to them, on their podcast. And that's why they are really upset about it. Because like they were like, she might have been having a bad day, but also she was just really rude because we mean an icon and we wanted to just like have a moment. I but... see both sides here. I think it's this is just a shitty situation. Same okay. period because that's totally fine if she doesn't know who they are. She don't watch horror movies. But so she doesn't watch horror movies. And again, that's like people are rediscovering this every time a Halloween movie comes out that she doesn't actually fuck with horror movies. But still, if these two women went up to her and they're like, "Hey, we played your daughter and you in our respective movies." You know, she she could have been a little like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you know, let's get a group picture or, you know, please yeah. the fans a little bit. Like they were very, ex- it seemed that like they were very excited. They were like, you know, kind of like ready for this moment or whatever. Yeah. And I, I too have had to deal with my fair share of rude celebrities um, during my time working in press and PR. And it really sucks, especially when you like super look up to somebody and then you finally get your moment and it's just like, like that will have you feeling very mad, very yeah. very mad. Listen. So I get it, but also I don't know, maybe cut her a little slack because like she also is not the greatest person in the world and definitely isn't showing her true colors this past trilogy. And again, does not rock with horror movies. Like if you don't mm-hmm. rock with horror movies, like maybe sure you've seen Halloween, but have you seen Rob Zombie's Halloween? If you don't fuck a horror movie, absolutely I not. Hope she didn't. That's I hope true. She didn't. I know I'm beefing with her sometimes, but I hope she hasn't seen it. She doesn't deserve that. Look. <laughs> oh my God. You're like, you get a pass on that one. Right. But I- you, can, you can come to the cookout, but you gotta watch that. Look. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Yeah, this is why I just think this is just a shitty situation all around. 
it just sucks and i do i do feel bad because that must have been like embarrassing you know and then like you know you have all these feelings what do you do you gonna i mean that's what i do every other week i come on my podcast and i talk shit with my co-host because it makes me feel better right? <laughs> same so, like, i get it y'all y'all really y'all really um soften that blow because i was definitely about to say i call bullshit like <laughs> how does she daniel harris how you don't know her that that's very mariah carey j-lo energy there, there, there's something there's Ooh. something off with now don't get me wrong the actress that played her daughter that's a little tricky because like you said if you don't watch hard i can understand but daniel harris i feel like everyone knows her right She's beloved in the horror community because she played Jamie in those original movies. Yeah. Um, because like Jamie the Curse, like, fuck this. And they're like, well, you got a daughter and you did now. Bye. <laughs> and so, and then she got stalked after like during both movies or during the second movie. I don't remember the story anymore. And so, like, we're all a little bit like protect her at all costs. She suffered for these movies that are not art, but we like to watch every once in a while. <laughs> um, and so, like, we know her, but I can see Jamie the Curtis being like, when I leave a franchise, I leave a franchise. Uh, well, clearly, I didn't know where that was. I just mixed old girl up. I was like, the one that played the daughter. I'm like, oh, well, now nah, there, there goes it. <laughs> Maybe she wasn't being shady. <laughs> oh, no. Because we were all like, she's going to be in the Rob Zombie one playing um, Laurie Strode's friend. Yeah. And so we were excited to see her working again. And then it was the Rob Zombie movie. And so we were less excited after we sat down. Am um, I the only person who did not hate these Rob Zombie Halloweens? Am I the no, only I girl? Actually, I, I'm with you. I, I in fact, okay. I really like them. The first time well, I saw the first one, I was <gasps> indifferent. And then I saw the second one, and that's when I was like, he might have made an enemy. And then I saw Lords of Salem, and like, he definitely made an enemy. And I will never mm. give him another five minutes of my time ever again. You've had enough? That's you're enough. Like, you're like, I had to listen to Dragula growing up. This, this is <laughs> enough. <laughs> And people are like, but House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm like, no. He had three times. He got yeah, three like shots. House of a Thousand Corpses. I will never I'm know. A, I'm a fan I'm... of Rob Zombie films. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little monster. hesitant to like say that with my chest because like he uses a lot of Confederate imagery. Yes. And also, I have not forgotten about the Instagram post from your darling Sherry Moon. Listen. But with I like pillars of our community being like fucking Jason Bloom, Eli Roth, people that I very obviously disagree with. Yeah. And then we have Rob Zombie who's like, look how hot my wife is. You're going to see how hot my wife is. And I don't give a fuck what she does because she's my wife and she's hot. That makes me feel like a little better. Instead of like, you know, this guy is known for being creepy on women and sexualizing people on set. And then there's Rob Zombie, like, you know, putting his wife on a pillar, like, obviously I'm going to go with Rob Zombie. And his movies are, like, pretty fucked up, and I like that. So I kind of, like, you know, here to the side when, like, the Confederate flags come out. Oh, I do see them. Okay. I do. I promise. Listen, I, I have to give him that credit because he does give me big Confederate energy, but he's never said it out loud. And he's never actually, like, waved the flag himself. He's like, it's all in my art. And I'm like, your art is an extension of you, isn't it? Um, but like, also again, like we have so many people who are happily racist vocally that like, I prefer this quiet racism. It's polite. Look, <laughs> I'm like, thank you, good sir. <laughs> I will assume you don't like me or my friends, but I can't prove it, and that's all I ask right now. What? <laughs> How did we get here? I don't know, but I'm happy that we did because wow. I, I, 
we haven't even gotten to the tarp and chitlins yet. Yo. Okay, but we got one more in Wesh Poppin'. Ryan, yeah. you better take this one away. When I tell y'all, for everyone listening, that Essence cover of Miss Angela Bassett in preparation for this Black Panther, because Essence, I feel like, and this isn't out of shade, I just kind of fell off from them. Like, I didn't know that they were still, like, doing the things. But this tramped along my path because they did her in comic book art and it just looks exceptional like i don't know who was in charge of this project but please promote and 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 pay i want them to draw me i'm looking at these pictures right now yeah honestly this is ridiculous it's so gorgeous i mean they have a great model to work with but it's so flattering and it's exciting it's exhilarating especially since we're going to be having her be a part of the movie again, even though I told y'all the last time I forgot Angela Bass was in Black Panther and Emilio damn near smacked me. Um, <laughs> He's the mother like, of Wakanda. Rightfully so. I want a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Uh, this is enough. And that was the moment that Ryan knew. Right? He fucked up. Right? Because like, to go from Tina Turner to the mother of Wakanda, that's, that's a career arc. Yes. yes. But that is incredible. That's yeah. like pillar after pillar after pillar. You, I mean, you got to play like what's next? Like Gandhi? Like, listen, I'm here for her Gandhi. Um, actually, no, okay. Gandhi does not deserve. You don't even mean that. You know, if they came out to us, uh, Angela Bassett is Gandhi, you about to get the girls together. <laughs> no, like, we out here playing fast, most of white men playing people. And so, like, why not Angela Bassett? Like, <laughs> why not? Because we all like, mm, let's let James Franco play Che. And I'm like, for who? Oh, yeah, Che Let's cancel him. Because cancel culture is supposedly real. And he has done more than enough to get canceled. So let, let us start using cancel culture the way people think we use it. Let us let us start with him. <laughs> right? It's some unnecessary shit. Listen. Just to start it. If I could smite a person, I would smite James Franco. Um. <laughs> mm. I, I thought James, uh, James Franco got like cut a couple good times. So it's weird. They keep digging him up. Um, and I'm just like, for whom? His days are over. It's like, never really enough, though, to, like, hmm. stick. Because, like, we see it on the timeline, but then, like, you know, a couple months later. It's like Jared Leto. Jared Leto had a whole fucking cult. And people were like, give him another Oscar. And I'm like, huh? That's crazy. They're, That's in, the, they're in the cult. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Listen. Um, Ben Affleck's brother, Casey. Casey, still walking around getting Oscars and shit. Knowing full well what he did all his women. Um, listen. I mean, then there's the pinnacle, like Chris Brown. Oh, God. Still has a career and is not in jail. I don't fucking tour, usually. Variety has been basically rotating between, like, five different white men who were Me Too'd and how they're getting away with some of their charges in my inbox all fucking month. Because, like, um, Weinstein is up and he's complaining about his prison accommodations. And I'm like, you should be sitting in hell. So, like, I'm happy you have a toilet, I guess. You should be happy you have a toilet. Um, (laughs) um, Kevin Spacey just got cleared for what he did to Anthony Rapp. And, of course, like, people who I looked up to in the horror community are like, we should remember this because we tried and convicted him before he went to court. And I'm like, because he did it. That's too many names to not believe him. Um, Stop trying to kiss this white man's ass. Mm. Uh, And then, of course, Danny Masterson from that 70s show is finally in court. And he should have been in court a decade ago. Which is the stoner character? He's the one with the curly hair and the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. The stoner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wait a minute. I didn't know about that. Oh, Oh, because we all we all had questions about the 70s show because Mila Kunis yeah. was a child having to make mm-hmm. out with Ashton Kutcher. 
Um, and now they're married, but like also she's a grown woman now. And so we can't be like, girl, were you groomed? And are you still like <laughs> needing help? Um, we have to just let her live her life and she'll tell us what she tells us if she tells us. But like, we were like, these are sus things. Also, it was a Fox sitcom and the Fox sitcoms were always a hit and a miss. <laughs> so yeah. I, I was like shady dealings. And then they was like, ha he's been a predator the whole time. <laughs> I think Mila Kunis knew the shit was going to hit the fan because she, I think it was Vanity Fair, like she was on a couple weeks ago, and they brought the question up, and I'm like, I thought everyone knew about this for one, but for also two, the fact that she's talking about it this candidly is weird to me because it's illegal for her to be like 14, 15 years old and working for that 70s show. It's very strange. Yeah. Like, there are uh, child labor laws, um, and I'm sure they were ignored because Fox. Um but we keep seeing these stories because people are like, I abuse these kids how I want to because I'm an artist. She mm. took the blame. Like, she she said it in a very strategic way. Like, she was like, oh, well, I lied to them. I told them I was 18 or 19. And I'm like, but don't Nobody... they check stuff? Like, that doesn't sound... Okay, I'll go with it. Whatever. Plus, she looked like a child compared to the yep. other people who were adults playing yeah. children. She mm-hmm. always looked younger. She still looks younger. Like, her and her husband have been married for years. And I'm just like... <laughs> And so, like, they didn't want to know. They didn't want to know because it's easier to cast the cute girl you want to sleep with as opposed to finding somebody who's age-appropriate. And or, wasn't there some tea with Wilma Valderrama, too? Like, and Demi Lovato? Like, wasn't They were some, married? I think right? so, or engaged at least. But it was some tea with that. I wanted to support Wilmer because he was the only brown person on that show, but also yeah. he hung out with Masterson too much. And so I'm not, I'm not out here advocating for him until I see all the receipts. Look, I need, to, I need to do a little bit more research before I say it. Right? <laughs> They're going to keeper back again. <laughs> I'm going to show up and be like, Demi, Demi, what you know? What? <laughs> <laughs> Shoves a microphone in her face. <laughs> yeah, here we go. So, because um, Demi was talking about it in August. Um, she, it says, Demi, this is the Rolling Stone article. Demi Lovato alludes to 12-year age gap with ex-Wilmer uh, Valderrama on her scathing new track, 29. Um, and I quote, numbers told you not to, but that didn't stop you. The, uh, the pop stars specifically, the pop stars specifically have those weird relationships with older men. Yeah. Like I remember when we were like in the TRL days, and this is after Aaliyah and R. Kelly was already a thing that people were like, I don't see nothing. I'm like, I know you see this. Oh, yeah. Um, Lizzie McGuire was like one of the good Charlotte boys. And I was like, uh, excuse you? Yo, I, love I didn't know about that. Because, like, now she's talking about it because she's a grown woman now. And they're like, um, we're sorry. Was he trying to have sex with you when you were a teenager? And she's like, I was however old I was when he was 25. What do you think he wanted to do with me? Well. And, like, we see Drake out here talking to Millie Bobby Brown. You Every time you bring that up, look, you're like, we're not letting the girls forget. Drake no. was in Bobby Billy Brown's DMs, and also Doja Cat was talking to... Listen, oh. listen, <laughs> leave these kids forget. alone. Like, I'm sorry, Jimmy from Degrassi was a moment, but also, like, he doing too much now. Stop talking to children. If you can't talk to adults, then don't talk to nobody. Leave what? Jimmy out of this. Jimmy is like a right? completely separate entity. <laughs> Drake, they are not the same. Jimmy is Jimmy, and, and Aubrey is Aubrey. There needs to be a separation here. Jimmy did nothing wrong. Nothing. Nothing he's at all. Jimmy's pre-create to like tor- torment children. He's doing it because he's like, I get away with it. Jimmy, Jimmy would never. He was just trying to help that man, and now okay. he's paralyzed. Listen, listen. Drake is still cashing it in. <laughs> Drake is still cashing it in. He's like, y'all can't hate Jimmy, can y'all? And I'm like, 
no, but you a problem. It's like, but I'm also Jimmy. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> it is. What the fuck is our topic tonight, huh? Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Our topic is It's Getting Gooey, where we celebrate the gooey granddaddy known as <laughs> Mr. David Cronenberg. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> <laughs> the gooeyest granddaddy of them all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay, well, I guess we can do a layover for real talk. Um, I wasn't prepared for that. I'll start with what y'all told me before we recorded, just in case there was anyone else who didn't know, um, that the filmmaker for The Possessor is Cronenberg's son, which I was today years old when I heard that. That's so fascinating. But when you say, I mean, you can see it. You, mm-hmm. you can, it's definitely there, like 100%. Like, I saw that movie once because we recorded an episode on it, and I was like, this is gooey. If I hadn't known it was his son, I would have been like, how do you know the other Cronenberg? Because um, <laughs> it was it was gooey, um, and it was weird. And it had, he definitely has been watching his father's movies and grew up in a house where he was like, daddy, you weird. And dad's like, yeah. <laughs> daddy, you weird. <laughs> I hope that, I hope my kid Listen. says that to me one day. Listen. Daddy, you <laughs> Daddy. You weird. Hey, you weird. Why we got buckets of slime out of town, Daddy? Because Daddy works. <laughs> I work hard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dumps out a bucket of shitlets. Oh. <laughs> you want to go to college, don't you? <laughs> I am. I imagine holidays was like those slime um, shows on Nickelodeon from the nineties, where you can sit down and like Thanksgiving dinner. All of a sudden, he taps a button and you got green slime in your hair, and you're like, no. Yes. Fun oh fact, God, I was slimed. Is. Yeah. That is, uh, that will be my claim to fame that I, I think it was maybe like eight, like seven yeah. or eight or nine, and I was slimed. Do you remember, side note, because this is very important to my identity. Um, do you remember Nickelodeon had like a bus and the bus mm-hmm. would travel around to different cities and do like mm-hmm. pop-up like festivals and so the bus came to new york and they had a pop-up at like pier whatever and my dad took me sean kingston was performing and i remember that's the day i found out what suicidal meant because i was singing it because that song was like it at the time maybe it was a little older because they like slimed everybody in the audience and i got slimed and I was like the best day of my childhood life. Cause like every kid wanted to be slimed. Who did? Yes. Listen. I wanted to be slimed so bad. Same. But I also need, I got slimed to be the name of your memoir. Just so you're aware. I got slimed. Just got so slimed. you know. That would be a sick cover because you, you have the green hair. So True. there can be like the green embellishments on the lettering. Oh yeah. That'd it was be foreshadowing. It was. And now look where you're at today, talking about the gooey granddaddy of them all. Gooey gooey, gooey (laughs) granddaddy. Not the gooey granddaddy. I'm dead. There's no (laughs) other way to refer to Cronenberg other than the ooey gooey daddy. Mm -hmm. I love that. That title. (laughs) He's earned it. Like He he wakes up every day and decides to choose violence. (laughs) He wants a title. He's committed. Like there's yeah. no, there's no in between. I like that. I like that though. I like that he doesn't back down. Even like in the movies that go off the beaten path a bit, it's still goo everywhere. He's like, yeah. you're going to get all of me. Listen, so I for once I heard that song, all of me, and now I'm stuck. Um, <laughs> you're gonna get all of me every last. Drop. I can't. I cannot. Oh. Um, 
I, my brain broke. Oh, <laughs> but I even when I'm like, oh, we're just doing machines this time, right? 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 And then like in the last 15 minutes, like, ha, goo bitch, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. You you forgot who you was fucking with. Grab a bucket and a mop. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Where'd that go even come from? That's an extra hole. For who? <laughs> that poor stage hand. Can y'all imagine? They still hopping um, from Videodrome. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. They're cleaning up that. Look, I'm not even, I'm not saying nothing about Videodrome until we get to it. I'm not, I'm saving all my commentary because mm, which one of whichever y'all told me to watch that movie, I have beef. I'm, I think I'm, it was me. I'm about to it. look. We about to fight zero. Come on, <laughs> let's go. Put him up. <laughs> no, I was gonna watch it today. Literally, I was gonna watch it today, but I saw James Wood was in it, and I was like, I can't. Not today. Not in this decade. No, not James Woods. And so <laughs> I had to mute him on Twitter and then block him, like he knows who I am. Damn. <laughs> I was like, you doing too much. You you sending your truth. I I get it. You're Republican. You want to be awful. That's great for you. But like, stop doing it in the timeline. And he's like, nah. And so I blocked a celebrity who doesn't know I was born. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny just now. Okay, I just clicked this other link mm-hmm. for uh, the the other segment on our uh, real talk. So not related to the contents of this bloody disgusting article, but I'm gonna need film people to not use quote hard R yeah to discuss R-rated films. Yeah. Because trauma. And I don't I listen, because you know I mean? like, when I read that, I was like, Brandon, one of my notes about possessor was the way you treated the black woman in your film. And now we got a hard R and I was like, oh rating. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that we should use hard R to talk about movie ratings. I think we should leave that for what we already know it's um, for. When I tell you when y'all said it, because I hadn't read the article, so I was like, hard R. So I scanned the article like what because I exactly I'm, yeah, that's and I was like where your brain goes. Yeah. Exhibit A, it happened right in front of your eyes, everyone. This Mm. Um, I was we, about. This was about to be a different episode. I was about this to, about to be a sermon. About. I was about to be like, "Sorry, gooey granddaddy, but you mean your son got to fight? Oh, <laughs> you you raised him. You know what you did." But yeah, no, it's a rating. Uh, we there's so many more black people in these spaces because a black person would have been like, when we say hard R, we mean yeah. <laughs> this word. You know what we mean, right? <laughs> How did? Mm, mm, mm. Like, is it to complain? Because I kind of want to complain. I want to complain. If we both complain, then I think it's worth something. (laughs) (laughs) If it's just me complaining, then it's just not going to get done. Let's all complain. (laughs) It's a questionable. Mm. I would like to make a comment. I think (laughs) I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna sleep on it, and I might make a comment. (laughs) Not gonna sleep on. (laughs) <laughs> we're talking about things that could be better if we hire like people to talk to people about things. It's Halloween month, and so the word "spooky" is getting used very cavalier. Um, oh, see, that one is not is it's not general knowledge because I I fell on the short end of that once as a black person, <laughs> just not knowing what the fuck I am using in my language and my writing. Until someone was like, hey, uh, actually, no, I don't think anyone ever told me. I think I just like yeah. stumbled upon some receipts that learned me of the situation, but I, I had no idea. And 
it's because America basically is a language of words that they have been using to be more racist. <laughs> so <they've> been, <laughs> like that's the American English. Um, we have words that should not be racist, but they fucking are because you know what America gonna do? Be racist. And so it, it takes a minute sometimes. Like I, I was older than I should have been when I realized um, raccoon is where a certain word comes from. Because oh. I'm just used to people being racist. I'm like, I don't ask for where the words fucking come from no more. I just know it's a bad thing in my ear. We can fight. And I was like, oh, it's from oh oh. That's a whole other level of racism on that word. I didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. People don't know this shit. I heard on in real time in my day to day life. I heard somebody for, uh, okay, the area I work is, it has a lot of Asian people. And I was speaking with a white man and he used the word oriental to describe a person. He clearly wasn't trying to be insulting, but I was just kind of so taken aback because like, whoa, like we don't like rugs or oriental, like not people. But he used it in a way that he just like would not, like, like nobody told him. So like, he's just walking around like, you know. That word has always sent me. Cause I remember like the um, ramen noodle packages, they had a flavor that was oriental. I'm like, that's not right. As a child, I was like, that don't feel right. Cause like you got shrimp, you got chicken and you got oriental. What is, <laughs> you got oriental. What flavor. is this? What, why is this? <laughs> why is it? Yeah, that's not a flavor. That's, that's racism. <laughs> the flavor is racism. Right? Like it's from the Paula Dean. <laughs> apparently. No flavor, just butter. Just butter. Just butter and bad vibes. Unsalted butter. Listen. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, but anyway, um, Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool. There might not be black people in this movie, but at least we got Mia Goth. Mm. I'm down with her always. Again, after possessing, I'm not sure I I need to see more black people in his movies until we have a conversation. <laughs> um, because possessor fucked me up because that's literally how we open it with them having the cops execute the one black woman in the movie, and then we go on with yeah. our shenanigans. And I was like, um, no. <laughs> they were working. They were working really hard for that hard R. I guess. Okay, I'm sorry. I won't do that anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. They don't let me outside much. Listen, I I have a prayer. Just so I I need to make sure that God is looking at me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'm I'm excited to see Alexander Skarsgård because I missed the Northman. I heard was the Lion King with white people, and so I didn't see it. But also, I like oh, that's. Like, oh. That family, the brothers specifically, not the father, because the father, mm-mm. um, but like those brothers, that whole family tree, I would be in trouble. Like, I don't know if they're seeing people, if they bring them home for the holidays, but I hope they're watching all these bitches because like, <laughs> I would be in trouble. We would be on Maury every holiday and I'd be like, you know what, Maury, you see this family. You know what I did? No, I just need it. No, I just need it, Maury. I'm going to confess. I'm going to just confess. <laughs> oh my God. The yeah. scars guards would have me in trouble as well. And yeah, gonna, it feels like they stay unproblematic for the most part. I'm just checking my memory. See, we should not have put that on the universe. We're gonna get something on Twitter tomorrow. Uh-uh, yeah. Let me knock on wood. You're right. Yeah, let's all Listen. foreheads. Mm-hmm. Alexander gonna roll out with a tram stamp. It's Confederate flag because you took <laughs> not a tram stamp. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna be like, no, 
We could have had it all. Oh my god. So, do we know anything about this movie other than its rating and mm-hmm. that Skarsgård and Mia Goth are in it? Um, let me see. Can we talk hmm. about the projects they chose? Let you know who Alexander Skarsgård was, because they literally the press release I'm reading is verbatim, y'all. Alexander Skarsgård, Big Little Lies, Godzilla vs Kong, The Little Drummer Girl, The Hummingbird Project, Hold the Dark, and the upcoming The Northman. That's very chaotic. It's a little all over the place. He deserves better. I don't know who does press for him, but I need to be like, look, y'all need to go to Wikipedia or something. Here's a hit list. Um, <laughs> also, go the to Wikipedia or out. something. I'm that confusing. Yeah, because like literally, we could have done we could have done True Blood. Um, we could have done so many movies, so many movies. He's got he's got nothing but movies. I've seen quite a few of them because I like looking at him. Um. <laughs> The movies might not be for me, but he is for me. But he is. <laughs> okay. I support that Skarsgård agenda. <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to see this movie because Mia Goth, because Alexander Skarsgård, because everyone is probably going to be talking about it. Mm-hmm. But the only reason why I saw Possessor is because everybody was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, a enough of a monumental moment to make it to a Fangoria cover, which definitely means something. Like, you know, the bar is set pretty high. Also, like, we know who his daddy is. But I was not fucking with it at all. I did not like it. I only watched it once. Uh, I, I was just angry. I also thought that um, the lead was Jon Snow the whole time. <sighs> <laughs> until I realized that it wasn't like way after I watched the movie. <laughs> Maybe they're close. It's that one guy who is not Jon Snow, but he could be Jon Snow's stand-in, and I don't know yeah. his actual name. because From the side. Christopher Abbott. <laughs> that's his name. I just Googled it, because I was like, I need to know who this knockoff Jon Snow is, because he's everywhere. Not Jon Snow. Excuse. Listen. Now we're being rude. <laughs> but I saw Possessor once and I was upset about the way the black woman was treated and we never talked about it because yeah. if it was going to be a comment on something, we could maybe negotiate that. And I also found myself wanting to like read think pieces by queer people because I think there's some gender stuff happening, but I don't know if Brandon is aware of that or if Brandon is tiptoeing around it or what, but it felt like there was something there. And so I want to I see what people who are not like in the binaries are doing with that and how they feel about it. Because mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't love it. I respect it. I get why people like it, but I'm not going to need to see it again. Yeah, I don't think I need to pay the $3.99 or however much I need to rent it. No. I just remember being very, I honestly don't even remember how much of the movie went at this point. Um, other than it was a whole lot of confusion and then it got really weird at the end which is very much in line with what do we call him father goo Gr- oh great father gooey Grand Daddy gooey, Grand Daddy gooey. father goo <laughs> oh. and then when you put your hands together you hear the squishing <laughs> let us pray <laughs> uh. also the whole fiasco with the um Possessor uncut versus regular possessor. Also, we could get 0.5 seconds of a penis shot. No. Felt like a waste of my time. No shade to Christopher Abbott because, again, he's an off brand Jon Snow. But, like, I didn't see his dick. Like, 
And I love seeing dicks in movies because we always got boobs. I'm like, balance it out. Balance it out. Tessie's for breasties. Tessie's for breasties. But I'm like, if it's going to make it longer, I'm good. Just Tessie's for breasties. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on that. No, that's, that's my slogan. Good. I'm running for office. For every pair of breasties I see, I want to see a pair of testes. Because I'm tired of bitches being out here boobs about and the men are all covered in turtlenecks. No. Yeah. No. Show me some balls. Listen, yeah. You want me in this agree. movie? <laughs> you want a Lamborghini? You better work, Give me bitch. Jack. You been out then. You want to be a final boy so bad? What's up? Listen, drop him. Drop him. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> Straight up. Listen. Yeah, go over here and mix these chillings and get back the fuck out of here. It's the Cronenberg, no. bitch. Look. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Besides. Besides Brandon Cro- Brandon Cronenberg's movies, let's go into his daddy's movies. A lot of these y'all were first time watches for us, mm-hmm. and um, we've had to take many showers in the past two weeks before our last recording. I'm sure. <laughs> Should we start with the Brood? Yes, yes. I fucks with fuck the brood. this movie. This was Sheree. This was Sheree's doing because I hadn't seen the brood before, and she was like, "Yep, that's what." <laughs> and honestly, I disagree. <laughs> I fucked with it because it's got that whole '70s sophisticated. Like, is this gonna get scary? What the fuck are we doing? And you got these like random little kids that are not kids running around fucking people up. And I'm just like, I don't even like kids, so this is already terrifying. And then like, <laughs> and then like when you like, oh, we're gonna do a conservative Cronenberg. He's like, nah, uh, uh, bitch. And she lifts them robes up and all hell breaks loose. Um, and I was like, oh no, that's a new meaning for throat goat. Don't do that to that. Don't do that to that. Oh my God. It's so disgusting. We have crowned a new champion of the throat goat. Listen, let Miss Reagan rest. <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> Let her rest. You can go home now, Nancy. <laughs> oh my god. So the brood on the list, that was one of the ones that I missed, but is it so is it tied into like the same type of stuff he's talking about like in the other movies and stuff? It's it's definitely I, I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it's less machine and more it's more psychological gooey. Um, we're still playing with what bodies are capable of and shit that should not be on bodies being on bodies. Cause like he mm. likes to like let people fester and bust and get pussy. Um, <laughs> and that is that is a thing. But yeah, it, it's got a lot going on. I like it. I, I do wonder if we needed so much of that child to be seen, especially in a seventies movie, because like people have been gross forever. Um but yeah, I, I think it's a good movie. I had that thought too. But yeah. then I was like, okay, this is what was it like 758, yeah. 79? Mm-hmm. But um my brain was like red flag, red flag, red flag, even so- though it never really was in the context of the movie. This this young girl who is literally a she's like a baby. How old do you think she is? Maybe like five, four, six max. Five? Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that um being very visible very visible and that had nothing thank god to do with the ooey gooeyness of it all no but um a little questionable but at least i forgot all about it when we did get there so, you know the sack and the and the things mm-hmm. but to your point or to your question ryan i think if you peel back some layers it's kind of like his usual shtick Okay. But instead of like machinery, it's now somehow like um, psychology and medicine, like mm-hmm. the, as like an institution. Um, this is sounding questionable, especially because like without any context, the child thing is making me concerned. Um, that is the most upsetting part of the movie, and that's with Grandpa Gooey getting gooey. Like, because mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin it, but like I'm gonna just say the baby and zero when I'm talking about. Um, I heard that was made out of like a latex condom to get that effect. Really? Yeah. You know what? I believe that. Because one time I was trying to prove a point when I was in high school. Because mm-hmm. uh, I remember like one of the guys on the football team was like, my dick's so big, it don't fit mm-hmm. in condoms. And I was like, really, nigga, watch this. And then I put my foot in it. Listen. And the condom got all the way up to like my leg. And I was like, wow, okay. So I believe that. That thing, you need to put spaghetti in it and all that, you know? Right? No, people are always lying because they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm so big. And it's like, no. Um, apparently, we both bad at math, but like, <laughs> I need you to fucking do better. <laughs> we have seen the videos of people put like a whole condom on their hand and it goes to the elbow and they put like fruit and shit in there. So, like, what do, what do you think you need? What do you think you got? <laughs> um, <laughs> Speaking of Grandpa Gooey, the fly. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you guys think this is the best Cronenberg movie? For for me, yes. Personally. I, I know that's probably like what everyone would say, so it's a little disappointing to like lean into it, but it it just like this rewatch was giving me life. I have a trauma bomb with this movie, so I'm biased because I saw it when I was like a baby. And I was like, Jeff Goldblum is so hot. And he turned into a fly. And I'm like, no, you cannot fuss with men. And so I'm scarred. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is is peak Cronenberg for me because 
with a lot of these movies, there's like there's a pattern. And even Brandon Cronenberg with Possessor has like adopted this pattern. Hmm. It's just stressful, 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 confusion, confusion and stress, confusion and stress. And then the last third, it gets really gross. Yeah. And I feel like with The Fly, it's less stress or well no not less because there still is stress um a lot of stress but i don't feel like i'm waiting to the last third of the movie because at this point i'm like i've seen a bunch of cronenberg films i know how the pattern is i'm going to be chilling for a while asking myself a lot of questions mm -hmm. and then once i get to the third that's when you know shit hits the fan because that's the cronenberg uh you know, formula or whatever. Yeah, um, I but I, I don't, I don't feel that way with the fly. I think significantly less confusing because I think it's pretty obvious what's going on. Um, but it gets, it gets to the gooey a lot, a lot quicker. And it's not like a shock. Here we go at the end. It's time <laughs> for the goo. It's just like, it's a bit more gradual and yeah. a bit more like part of this story and not just the climax of the story you feel me yeah yes. and i think this one also stands out because like gina davis survives and most of these are like male oriented narratives and the dude's gonna survive but like when zaddy jeff starts turning we're like it ain't looking good zaddy it ain't looking good at all and gina's like i'm gonna show back up because i'm the final girl ha ha bitch mm. <laughs> and so that's also i think another reason why this is the one i think of when i think of Cronenberg first mm-hmm for me, um, I loved rewatching it for this because it had been a minute. Like when Zero, when you came on um, Brother Ghoulish's Tomb and you were telling me you got like vibes of addiction from it and stuff, I definitely yeah. saw that in this rewatch. And I really love that you put that in my head. Um, and I obviously saw like, because a lot of people said like, you know, it's also about maybe like AIDS and stuff. But to be mm -hmm. honest, I find that to be offensive, to, just to be honest. And I just was like, eh, I don't know. Even if that was the intent, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. I think that The Fly is a brilliant film with many layers, and so it can be interpreted many different ways. And watching it this time around, y'all know something? It's going to sound really strange, but you know, it kind of feels like a very weird demonic possession story. And let me explain. It, I know it's very strange, but think about this for a second, right? When at the beginning, shit wasn't working out for Homeboy, like he made it about when he had the epiphany, oh, the machine isn't crazy about flesh. Like, I need to program this machine to appreciate flesh. Mm -hmm. And y'all know that old saying, like, every demon wants a pound of flesh. So I feel yeah. like it was like a nod that he's programming the demon in the machine. Or he's creating Ooh. kind of like, you know how we do rituals to summon demons? Like, that's yeah. what he's doing. So I was like, okay, maybe let me keep watching. So we scale out a little bit more. And if y'all remember, when he starts going through the transition, when he meets that random woman at the club, he tells her what? I break men down and put them back together. That is literally solve et coagula, which is a, a um, you know, a phrase for Balfamet and, and, and other demons. And even the idea that the movie is called The Fly. Flies are associated with Beelzebub, which is like a demonic thing. And you think about how your flesh is a place that demons want to be in, not just know. It's it's kind of like a demonic possession. Even the way that he's acting so very like, um, you know, he's so turned on. He's having so much more sex. He's acting more carnal. 
it's like there's a, a possession actually happening with him. I was getting that vibe a lot. Oh, and there was one more thing. When when she was like, what are you, some type of magician? And he said, yeah. What are magicians versed in? As above, so below. They manifest the, the metaphysical into our realm. And the first thing he says at the beginning of the movie is, I'm going to change the world by using his thoughts in what? As above, so below. Like manifesting them into reality. So I really got that vibe this time. And it was wow. like, it Damn. was nice. In this essay, I will... <laughs> Comma, <laughs> enter, tab. <laughs> you can have that. Give me the essay. No, honestly, I. that's the first time I've heard that. That's that's a little too close for anybody to negate. If we could afford music, um, I would definitely be like, insert Zebra Cats, I'm a read, because we just go to college. Oh, um, look, you know that's my song ever since you hit me. <laughs> listen, like, I just, the other day it came on my playlist and I was like, I can't work because Zebra Cats is my playlist. Like, I never heard that fucking song before. <laughs> but I really like that. Yeah, I, I like that interpretation because, like, as a kid, I was just like, it's kind of like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but he doesn't come back to being Dr. Jekyll. He's always Mr. Hyde until he did. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. I like that. Can you can you also explain the AIDS thing? Because I've never heard that before. I don't like that, though. But people were saying that that's the vibe that they were getting because... So there's a point towards the end when he's going through the transformation and stuff where she's trying to, like, sever that bond between him because it hurts to see someone that she loves, like, health degrading so rapidly. And that triggered for a lot of people who did witness people oh, going through that. Yeah. Okay, I get it and The only reason I said I want to be careful about that is because, like I said, I was getting demonic possession vibes. So I was like, I don't know. And I, you know, don't give the Christian coalition more no, more ammo, please. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I get it. I I I see that, but when you think about the first like half of the movie, that doesn't really make sense. Only True. Like, the second half. I I will oh, say yeah. a lot of movies from that era get that it's probably about AIDS if there's a sickness. Um, and Ooh, I don't think that's fair. Stereotype. Right. Right. I don't think it's yeah. fair for all of them. Um, I think some of them, possibly some of them, but like I think that the fact that people always just are like, "Well, it's from this decade, so therefore it must be about that." I don't, I don't like that. I feel like sometimes that gets a little bit gross. Um, this one, I'm not sure about um, because again, it's a Cronenberg. I will never know because Jack Dope turned to a fly and I got fucked up, and so I'm just not ever gonna really know. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. <laughs> was that really Jeff Goldblum doing all those workouts or is that a body, a body double because I need to know that's a for good research. question that we need to have answered now Who knows? Are... viewers or uh, listeners anybody mm. Zaddy Goldberg is the only man in his tidy whities I wasn't like what's this about I was like he can live the fucking way <laughs> Zaddy Goldberg also he just turned 70 last week and he can still get it um I know I mad at him about something I forgot what it is and that five have back there no. but like I I'm gonna let him get it because this is birthday month um it's his birthday season and afterwards I could be like get him I hear him I'll see you next year look <laughs> It must not have been that bad. It might have been like a, a like okay, now I'm watching you for for you to slip up one more again. He said something fucked up on Drag Race, and I forgot it was with Jackie Cox. It was something real fucked up. Wait, he was on Drag Race. <sighs> he was a judge. You're right. Wait, I remember what, what it was. Qual- it what was- makes him qualified to be a judge on Drag Race? He's a zaddy, and RuPaul was like, "Bring him." <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> if I had a show, I'd also be like, "Bring me all the zaddies." <laughs> It'd be like, "Sure, what's the show about?" Me, so many right. zaddies. 
what? everybody sexy come what? on my show right it'd be like um sheree you are a feminist why are so many like zaddies on your show <laughs> only the sexy people <laughs> only the sexy people to the court to the front um <laughs> it's like um sheree like you you've done a nine episode arc on steven yoon yeah and <laughs> you got somewhere to be what you trying to say what <laughs> <laughs> The, the fact I found it that fast, right? But we're gonna leave it in the annals for right now because, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember being mad. Promising. I remember being real fucking mad. And it's like, I don't know what you own, Zaddy, but you need to like get off of that and like maybe like stop doing <laughs> guest spots for a hot minute. And yeah, I feel like Jeff Goldblum does coke. He has oh, to yeah. do a lot of coke. He has to. He's too thin and too old and too tall and too bony to not be doing coke. But the man is so fine. Listen, yeah. he is he's a hot Jack Skellington. If he is not doing coke, I don't know shit. Jack Skellington is already hot. Because yeah. he's played by Chris Sarandon, who's 80 and can still get it. What is in these jeans? Like, so many facts. So many facts. I knew I liked Jack Skellington as a child. I was like, just the swag of him. Mm-hmm. I like call it me was, Sally. It's the way that he presents himself. Sally ain't know what to do with Jack. She, she wasn't ready for that man. All that skeleton. No. She wasn't ready. Um, that's what she's falling apart. I was like, you let me have a little tight little skeleton man who wanted to give me Halloween every year. Um, <laughs> that's all I've ever asked for, Joseph Queen, if you're listening. Um, all so- right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's all I've ever wanted. Um, I'd be married if Jack Skellington was real. But he's not, so I don't believe in marriage. Damn. That's the truth. Well- <laughs> okay. So, is are there any more teas or the fly before we get into video drum? Because I want to start that conversation. Okay, go. Long as I ain't seen the girls. Lead it. <laughs> Sheree, you have. Even though I'm over here talking about something, I want to fight fight zero. Like, let me let me be clear. It is a must watch. Video drum is a much a must watch. It is brilliant commentary around reality TV. And when you think about when it came out, it blows my mind. It really, really blows my mind. It's very strange though. Like, it's strange. Like. And there's definitely some problematic depictions of women, which I'm like, okay, yeah. he's telling on himself in this movie. Uh, that, that, that is very much a fact. Um, there's It almost borders on the line of like kink shaming in the beginning, but then they start to slowly pull it around. Mm-hmm. But it's very progressive um, since before its time, I would say. Like, I was excited to watch it because I asked Twitter today, their favorite Cronenberg, because I'm that bitch. And a lot of people put that one in. Like, I do need to watch that. And I pulled it up and then I saw it was James Woods and I just could not today. And this, I just could not. He is not, my spirit will not let me watch a James Wood movie this decade. Spirit. <laughs> my spirit would not. <laughs> I was like, fuck him. Fuck his politics. Fuck his Twitter that I block. I, I just, I cannot watch it right now. <laughs> Let me give you a hard quandary then. So if you had to choose between a new James Woods thing to watch right now or another Halloween sequel today, wh- which one is it? Let Michael make a guest appearance in his movie again. Oh. Um, Dude, really? I was not expecting that answer from you. Listen, like I, you know, I don't support the Blumhouse agenda, but also like. <laughs> not the Blumhouse agenda. I can't support oh the James Woods agenda either. <laughs> You know there's what's Blumhouse agenda. There's definitely an agenda. And I don't I don't know how they keep doing it because I thought that enough people were pissed with ends that like when the news was coming out that maybe Blumhouse would be involved with a new A Nightmare on Elm Street, that and people would be concerned. But then people were like, Yeah, give it to-. I'm like, ends just happened. This is 
It's like 51st Day to people in Blumhouse. Like, Blumhouse dropped bricks all year. Bricks. Firestarter remake. They slash them. Halloween ends. Unhuman. The list goes on and on. If I failed as much at my job, if I had a job, I'd be fired. Meanwhile, (laughs) we're like, here's another franchise. I'm like, oh. They won't even give me the chance to fail like that, child. If I sneeze in the direction of the franchise, um, leave it to no. Bro. If, he, if he touches a knife <laughs> on Elm Street, no. he gonna need more than hip nail to stop me. Listen, because he, I've had enough. He also given David Gordon Green the Exorcist trilogy. Because we just saw the Halloween trilogy, and so two wrongs is gonna make a right, apparently. Wait a minute, hold up. Wait a minute. Blumhouse is doing the Exorcist? Is that what you just said? Yes, they're doing a new trilogy, and the man who just did the Halloween Ends trilogy... <laughs> <laughs> that was Ryan's last episode, everybody. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a sad day in the tomb. The sad part is, I think David Gordon Green. I've, I've not seen anything outside of the Halloween trilogy. I don't think, but I think that if he did something not in a franchise, I could, I could maybe fucks with him. But he keeps trying to like do what he wants to do within franchise constraints. And so, like this last Halloween did not work for me because, like, when I showed up for Halloween, I wanted to make you kill people. And Mikey was like getting beat up in a cave and getting his mask taken. And I'm like, that's not my Mikey. <laughs> that's what was so confusing to me. I'm like, child, I know we are all three exhausted about talking about ends. I know we are. Look, I'm just going to touch it real quick and then I'm going to back out. It wasn't. It, no, I'm too exhausted. I tried. <laughs> I, I really tried. I, I just I am can't. weary. <laughs> I am weary. <laughs> I watched that two-hour movie and was like, for whomst? And then I never spoke about it again until now. But I'm breaking my silence. (laughs) What was the most unforgivable part then, since you have the most amount of stamina around this, it seems? Because I can't right now. There's just so much of it. Because, like, first off, the, like, show Grief Your Tits. Where'd that come from? Um, Again... Michael Myers, the Michael Myers, Michael the Myers does not get jacked for his mask in a cave by a youth who got bullied by a band. Like the band kids is beating his ass. And he's like, I'm gonna pull up on Michael Myers, take this fucking mask. I'm a man now. I'm like, are you Corey? Or are you? Are you hot. I'm watching you, but I'm watching you. Um, <laughs> uh, he's 5'2 and, and he greasing this man up like this. And he couldn't even handle the person who was babysitting at the beginning. Please. <laughs> Listen, that's like me running up on Shaq and be like, give me your basketball, bitch. Like that. that just, it don't, <laughs> right. The math don't matter. He would step on me and be like, who was this? <laughs> it all happened so fast. And I no, it didn't. I feel like that movie was forever. It's still playing. Um, I also feel like they fucked up um, the granddaughter. Is her name Caitlin? What's her name? Um, oh, Allison. Allison. They still don't yeah. know what to do with her. They still three movies, and we still like mm, we don't know her. And I'm like, you need to know her. It's been three movies. You need to know her. <laughs> when Bobby did his Road to Halloween finale, and we talked about ends, that I said the same thing because, like, Allison, in my opinion, they could have cut Corey. Yep. We didn't need Corey because it gave the movie this weird Nicholas Sparks kind of romance shit. Yeah. If y'all wanted to do something like this, why not just develop Allison as a character and put the darkness in her that was foreshadowed in 2018? Like, I don't understand at that all what movie. they chose to do. Why are you introducing new people this late in the show? 
that would have been a movie. Because again, Corey's hot to look at and he's a good actor, yes. but I was like, why yes. is he fucking here? Oh, <laughs> no, we don't need more people. This is the last movie. We need less people. Because they brought mm-hmm. back all of Haddonfield. The Iron Maiden and them are supposed to be dead. Why are people walking around this store? Why are people like uh, coming up after Jamie Lee to be like, you got my sister stabbed in the neck? Like, y'all is dead. He whooped y'all's asses. Um, and now we back and did, did that not happen? Am I having a fever dream? Like, <laughs> a lot didn't happen apparently because I don't I don't believe that Laurie would be in the mindset that she was in after losing Karen um in kills. And I understand it's been four years, but that's something you don't get over, like losing a child. Like that's mm. I'm not seeing the there's so much y'all could have done. There is so much, but y'all want to play games. And then the girls trying to get us out of here. I know y'all been seeing all the the nasty stuff that was going on on TikTok with this because there were the people who really loved it. What they were doing was they were telling the girls like, "Oh, if you didn't like this movie, you're not a Halloween fan." Did y'all see all of this? Oh, people always pull that card and it pisses me off. Yeah, opinions are opinions. We can all disagree on shit because we always do. That's there's no well, monolith. We it's my way or the highway. <laughs> I'm a Am I a Nikki fan? Don't you ever even think? About Halloween or Jamie Lee Curtis ever again. Never. Bitches. Because I just. I care uh... with y'all. <laughs> no, but I feel like. I feel keep like... girl boss. Keep Halloween out your mouth. Listen. Thank you. I I feel like Inns is probably the most upset I've been with Michael Myers since Rob <laughs> Zombie's second movie. <laughs> it triggered That's a me. a lot of hurt. That is a lot of hurt. It triggered me. Oh. <laughs> I'm not saying it's worse than that one, but I'm just saying I've not been so depressed with Michael Myers since that movie. Mm-hmm. When the credits started rolling, I was like, that's really the movie? <laughs> if, you, I feel like that again. <laughs> you want to know how bad that thing broke my heart? The first thing I said to Amelia when the credits rolled was, damn, I would watch Halloween Kills over this. Ooh. It made Halloween Kills a great movie. Because like yes. I was I was like, she's fine. She's funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she meant to be funny, but she's funny. <laughs> um, And then I'm like, that's the centerpiece of this whole trilogy. That's the reason we did the trilogy. So we got Halloween Kills and the Iron Maiden. And that's when my truth. <laughs> because like, what the fuck are the other two movies? I Her legacy perseveres. Because like people were definitely like, why is the Iron Maiden not here? Like, what is happening right now? We okay. need... Could she have been in Corey's place? I would have been okay with that. Yeah. You know, does she comes out in the Michael Myers suit and she just has the iron? Yeah. <laughs> well, if she have to find Michael Myers with, a mix, with an iron, you know she got a real backstory. And I wanted oh to know God. what it was. Because you don't just show up to Michael Myers in the iron and you ain't, you've done something before where you feel confident with this iron. And I'm just like, how many men have you killed? Like, what have you been doing? <laughs> she burned Penny all them years ago and just never put it down. Right? She was oh, like, I'm no. the reason Friday 13 they've been revisited. Ha ha, Jason. Oh, and I want her story. Oh. I'm going to iron like, these hard R's out. Okay. Right? Oh, okay. You do not. Anyway. <laughs> She's who really burned Freddy Krueger. I want her story. <laughs> Wait, quick. What was Halloween Ends rated? Was it 13? PG 13? Or was it R? Oh, let's see. <laughs> For what? Not, For not us doing it like that. I mean, we're all groaning. This is, this is sad. That movie, a, it's like, a it's a hard R, yeah. Well, you should iron that one out. <laughs> that movie was just like the last insult this decade could give me. This has been a rough decade, and then they were like, "But also, there's more." And I'm like, "No, God, there's more." But at least we have Jamie Clayton. She lifted us up. She lifted yes, us I love at a time when we really needed her. 
Listen, she knew. She was like, I saw the preview. Y'all gonna want this. Oh, (laughs) she's the avatar. Like, like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I wish we could get a trilogy out of that. We need it. Um. We oh, you're saying out of Hellraiser? I, I do not believe that we would get something like that. I just don't. Wait, why? Why do you think that? Um, I just feel like it doesn't have enough franchise power outside mm. of the horror heads. Like the horror heads, like we've been waiting for this movie forever. But I don't I don't really think that anyone else outside of our fandom cares that much. Like they would care for Halloween or for Friday the 13th. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't think there's enough there. I also think that we might be a little scared, um, especially having as shitty as this sounds, a trans woman as a lead. Oh. Twitter was gross that weekend. Twitter was really gross. Um, that, yeah. that week I wasn't on Twitter like at all. So I, I should have guessed I really should have guessed that that would be the reception, but that that really disappoints me because y'all know I love the Hellbound Heart book. And to be honest, Jamie Clayton is a closer depiction to the priest than, and this is no shade to, um, I can't think of his name because I'm freezing right now. Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley. I think yeah. yeah, like I love Doug Bradley as Pinhead and everything, but y'all are doing too much. Like Jamie mm-hmm. Clayton is a closer depiction and she fucking killed it and stopped being transphobic. Yeah. Listen. And people were like, it's too woke now. It's too queer now. Clive Barker is a whole ass gay man. Like, yeah. <laughs> we we should all know that if nothing else about Clive Barker. Like, yeah. whether or not you've engaged in this part. <laughs> um, whatever you think about Candyman, whatever you think about, like, Hellbound, whatever you think about Night any breed. of the shit he's done. Listen, listen. <laughs> it is there. It is there. Um, even as mm-hmm. a child, I was like, I don't know what I'm watching, but I think it's sexual. I'm gonna lean forward. <laughs> you, you know what else? You know what else about people being gross about is strange. Like Doug Bradley, someone told me I haven't looked it up myself, so I have to, you know, follow this up. Um, forgive me if I say it wrong, but like I heard he actually praised her performance and was like, Oh yeah, she fucking killed He did. It, he okay. Did. Yeah. And then Clive Barker apparently is involved with this project. So y'all think that child, just people just Gross. They just want to be mad. And what has call something the big W word because that's so scary and debilitating. What has happened is racism has just been so ingrained in the air and the water. Yeah. Um, and so has sexism and homophobia and transphobia and all the opias and isms that now when people are like, wait, are you not centering a white man? Um, they fucking explode because they're just like, that's what it's always been done, it's been done that way forever. And I'm like, or you could just leave, Bob. You could just leave, Bob. Nobody Bob. asked you to be here. This party's fine without you. If you want to do a cameo, appear Michael Myers and leave, we could do that. And do y'all not understand that, like, this one coming out didn't, like, make the other one fucking disappear? You oh can still God. go back and watch the old Hellraiser. It didn't, like, go up in a... I can't talk. No, it's the same. What? It's the same mama's boys who were like, ladies can't bust ghosts. And I'm like, are you a Ghostbuster? Oh, yeah. What is your scientific background? Also concerned. Listen, like it's the same fools who are like, women can't drive the TARDIS. And I'm just like, it. this is an alien with two heartbeats that regenerates every three seasons. And you don't think one of them could be a woman because... 
<laughs> and I'm really worried for Shudi Gatwa because he's coming in as the first black doctor to have, actually lead and not just like be like a side story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like, the way they treated Jody her whole fucking tenure, that's right. about to be even worse. Because like Jody rolled in with brown people in the TARDIS and they were like, gotta be racist and sexist. Mm-hmm. And Shudi's coming in and Shudi's very Shudi Gatwa. Um, and they're going to be like, oh no, he's black and he's queer. This is This is too woke. And I'm like, Literally, have you never watched an episode of the fucking Doctor Who? Because, like, I know I came to the game late, but like, Doctor Who is all about like new experiences and protecting people and respecting people. And you, an 80 year old white man, is just like, no, if it's not leading by a white man, I can't get receive these messages. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, Doug, um, <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is awkward. Yeah, I don't know how to tell you this, but a lot of the media you've been consuming. <laughs> Hmm. is made by and for um, the people who are not you. Mm -hmm. Um, You've had a good ride because racism. (laughs) However, (laughs) some of us are now getting funding to do things. And so it's not going to be about you as much anymore. Okay. I'm not getting the funding, but some people are. And I'm here for that. (laughs) Which is why I don't think that we're going to get another Hellraiser movie. I just don't. I am very disappointed but I think it is the truth. Because I have this damn okay, we're gonna go back to Cronenberg in like one second, I promise. But so I have this theory, and I talked about it in my spoiler-free review when I did Hellraiser. But so the category for authenticity to the franchise, I gave it a four out of five because everything was perfect, the makeup yeah. was perfect, the costuming was perfect, the aura was perfect, atmosphere perfect, sound perfect. Um, but the only thing that felt different or not authentic, not authentic to the franchise is that crazy enough. It wasn't horny enough. Yeah. It wasn't nearly as horny as the original two, which is like a fucking staple for hell. Like it's the horny one. It's the horny one out of all of them. And I have this very disappointing theory that because the studio made the executive decision to cast a trans woman as the the hell priest that they decided to tone down the you know risque nature of the rest of the movie in order to not have like two big things for people to complain about and just have one big thing and i guess like the more appropriate or not more appropriate the more i guess I don't know, not better. I don't know. One choice having cast the trans woman maybe outweighed the other one. Um, So that's my theory. It it makes me sad because like we we know Jamie's down to get in these scenes. We've seen since eight. We've seen the new L word. Um, And she's like, let's get the vibrators out. Let's do the things and have the fun. Um, And so like this could have been a very sexy movie because like she was doing what she could with what she was given. And it was very sexy, like her caressing Goran, whose last name I will not respect because I'm not going to get it right. I'm from Missouri. Um, (laughs) But she was caressing him and she was saying all that sexy shit to him. I was like, are these two going to fuck? And then they was like, no, ha ha ha. I'm like, if other guys are going to fuck, I'm just saying. Damn. And I was here for it because like, again, two beautiful people go for it. Fuck the box. Um, but I'm also I'm I'm also worried we won't get a sequel because like there's a show coming with a different pinhead, and Wait, I'm just what? like yeah like both were announced around the same time people were confused 
So we were going to get a show and a movie, and the movie was Jamie, and the show, I think, is a generic white dude. I'm pretty sure. I'm not fact Who's doing that. the show? Let me go see. This is important. Because I thought both were going to come out this year, and I was like, that would suck to come out after Why Jamie. They, like, that? they did the same thing with Alien, and they did the same thing with Resident Evil. Like one day they're just like we're getting two movies, one show, one live action show, and another animated movie, and they're all coming out at different times. Good luck. Oh, the show is not popping up anymore. Let me go to Wikipedia and see Wikipedia. No, but I I remember them saying it too, like that um that Hellraiser was going to get that show, so it's definitely there. I hope it didn't get like killed in development hell though. Yeah. Oh, shit, y'all. Wikipedia. <clears throat> April 2020, a television series adaption of the franchise was announced to be in development. Um, David Gordon Green was going to be the director of several episodes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's that's comedy. Clive Barker was an executive producer, though. It doesn't say that it's been canceled. Um, it just it, It's like giving us the updates up until that point. So Ooh. I don't know where Maybe it went. Because Clive Barker, I could see him getting all of his money from all of the things. Like, do it wherever you fucking care. Because I would be the same way as a writer in my later years. Um, but David Gordon Green, I think, again, would probably love his work if it was not inside of franchises. Because he seems to want to do his own thing. And I think his own thing might work. Like, if this story that we saw in Ends, if it wasn't, if I wasn't waiting for Michael Myers and Lori to resolve their shit, it probably wouldn't have been a fine story. But oh, I'm, I agree. I showed up for something I didn't get it. Because <laughs> I was like, you know what? If you want to do spinoffs, get it. But also, you should say that. Don't be like, this is a trilogy. But also, here's some new shit that I want to do because I like doing new shit. You can't, you you committed to this. You committed to this. Eat your food. <laughs> I'm happy you said that, Sheree, because like, let's, let's call it what it is. The concept is not bad. Like, the idea of like a phantom boogeyman living in the sewer mm-hmm. and propagating evil into forgotten members of society. Dope. Just into it not here like that's literally it especially because you know a lot of people have been saying oh if you know maybe you didn't catch the ties the season of the witch no we caught all of that it's not really about that it's just the marketing was very from 2018 to now it's been telling us we're going to get this huge laurie michael myers storyline that's literally what the marketing has been yep and we did not get it <laughs> um we got everything but that and then they were like oh yeah she gotta kill him and i'm like what what <laughs> Why is this happening to me and to Lori Strode? I was was so mad. I was so fucking mad. And again, like, I I don't know if he hates franchises because that's fair. Franchises do get overdone a lot. I don't know if perhaps he thought that like him and other riser like figured out by the time they got here or what. But like it did not stick the landing because 2018 happened and it was it was there um kills happened it was it was there it's not the worst of the franchise because rob zombie's out there um and then ends ended it and now i don't know if i'm gonna come back for michael myers in the future because he will always come back but i've i've been burned too many times now between this and rob zombie yeah it's been i mean it's been a for me i think my biggest heartbreak with it was curse of thorn and then this happened and i'm like golly Michael has suffered. We don't talk yeah. about that enough. <laughs> we don't talk about his trauma, okay? Right. <laughs> you know what? That would be a bomb episode for us. Because, like, at this point, the 13 movies, there is... We need to do a Halloween episode. There's, like, no other way. 
It's too soon, I guess. <laughs> I, can't, I can't not see Corey <laughs> leaning on Michael Myers and taking his mask like he beat him up for his milk money. I just can't not see that. And how did... I'm not going to do it. We have to go to the next movie because we... We listen. Hellraiser in 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 Halloween ends has us in a, in a grip hold right now. We have to move on. We have just, to. I'll never be able to move on. Um. <laughs> we need to get back to the tarp and the chitlins. Oh god, it's safer over there. It's safer. <laughs> I because like, I guess the last thing I'll say on video drum is this: it is on Tubi right now. Which oh, wait, was it? And it's on Max. Thank you. Thank you. So it's definitely a good time. Like I think there's this is slipped under the radar. I think for a lot of people, possibly. I think so. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely the movie to watch. Um, the last thing I'll say on it before we we scoot on by it, when um, I'm trying to say it in a way that won't spoil it too it. much. For okay, Just say it. You have to. You can't. When not. <laughs> he blew through the wall, since we knew that he had the the stomach pussy at that point. <laughs> When the child said, Mommy, look at the big hole, I was praying they were talking about the hole in the wall. That's <laughs> all. Because I stopped for a second. I was like, whoa. I was like, oh, the wall. The Okay. Okay. I cannot. Okay. I cannot. I kind of need to see it. Look at the big hole. Yeah. I can imagine you on the couch just chilling and then, Mommy, look at the... What? I, that <laughs> happened. <laughs> on the couch. Excuse me. Excuse, Excuse me. <laughs> y'all, y'all remember that old meme of uh, Miss J from um, American Idol, uh, America's Next Top Model, doing like, yes, yes. <laughs> it was definitely that energy, like That's heart burn. deeper into the couch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, that I was trying to clutch my fake pearls. I don't have. Um, when I was watching Rabbit earlier, because Zebra also was like, watch Rabbit. Um, this was the time. <laughs> I love this movie. I love this movie. Not as much as I love Videodrome, I don't think. But this is a solid fucking movie. And it's scary. I I literally, because like I, I've been home all day. And so like I was watching it and I got up to go to the microwave. And it was like maybe five seconds because I'm in a studio apartment. It's not that long of a walk. And I came back and it was a different fucking movie. Um, because like there was a there was a crash because people were on bikes and then like the car pulled to the side of the road and I was like, oh no, what's happening this fucking car crash? I come back and the bitch is looking up boobs out and she got a whole like, eating people on her, yeah. <laughs> on her arm. And I'm like, um <laughs> I fucking what? love this song. I, I was like, what just happened while I was over there? Like <laughs> I literally <laughs> Three feet away. Right. That's all it takes. With Father Goop. Listen. Goopy Granddaddy. Granddaddy. Gooey Gramps. Gooey Gramps. Grampy Gooey. That's all it takes. It only takes three minutes. What it's year was Rabbit? Like in relation to his other um, film? 70. I want to say 74, 79. I don't know why. Okay. Those are two different years. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 77. There we go. Okay. Perfect. Like so. Wow. This this comes before Videodrome. That's interesting. That's actually very. Yeah, because Videodrome is like eighty something. Yeah. He likes putting holes in bitches. Um, and getting booed okay. those holes. Mm, he's like, literally, he's like, the good Lord did not give you enough. Here's one under your arm. Here's one in your stomach. Here's one in your forehead. It's like Grandpa Gooey. Stop. He's like, make them all ooze. <laughs> 
Okay, so I just Googled Rabid. And there's there's a 2019 film. Is that a remake? It better not be. Hold the phone. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta pause for one second. I gotta You're right, it is. That's a remake. I had no clue this existed. Oh, oh, and look who wrote the screenplay. <gasps> the Saska the sisters. The Saska sisters. They racist. Um, so, <laughs> man, we I'm happy we didn't see nice. that one. <laughs> okay, but I, I think I'm gonna do this for science. Let us know. Report back. I I will report back. Cause this. Wow. Okay. It hit, yeah. it hit the festivals in August 2019, so I think that's why COVID happened. <laughs> You're awful. <laughs> I'm not contesting that at this point. They did it. The Saska sisters. Oh. <laughs> Yo. Wow. Wow. It looks like an old school Fear Street <laughs> book cover for this poster. <laughs> it does, yeah. I need y'all like, to get it together. Listen, R.L. Stein is out here doing work. No, it's the Saska sisters. <laughs> <laughs> That vintage cover, though, I, I'm not gonna lie. It look kind of cute. It's a little, you know, cute. Ninety nine, real quick. Right. I do think that the the OG, the Cronenberg, rabid cover. That's that's a really good movie cover. I might be mixing them up. Which one is the one I'm looking at? Because it's the one. Because that might be the one that, uh, that I'm talking about, and not the Saska sister one. The it looks like in the fridge in the freezer. Okay, so that's oh, that's, that's the OG that's art. That's the OG. Yeah. Okay, that's the one I'm looking. At. I didn't see the Saska Sisters art then. Mm, I see no. that poster and I think of that exact moment. Listen, like I like on the poster, things come out of this bitch's face uh, and her hands because they like, want you to know it's Grandpa Gooey. Like, it's, it's Grandpa <laughs> Gooey, bitch. Don't come in here looking for a dry movie. You ain't gonna get one. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> don't come looking for a dry movie. We don't have that here. <laughs> I don't. I don't like this Saska Sisters one. I'm talking about the the, oh, cover. the cover. It's just very. It's a little generic. Yeah. Yeah. If it was a '90s YA horror novel, it'd be great. Okay. <laughs> you want the subtle roast? That was, that, that wasn't was even gross. subtle. Somebody just like when they hear this, their liver's gonna pop. <laughs> 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 That's it. She done. <laughs> I only speak in strays. Um... <laughs> chick Mm-mm-mm. okay but scanners though oh yeah scanners Child. there's like three of these bitches yes mm-hmm. me and jazz i don't know why <laughs> same <laughs> we watched two me and jazz <laughs> oh did you really okay yeah. so tell me about two i never seen it i don't really care but I tell don't... me about it it feels like a lot like the first one where it's definitely that era playing with machine and man. And it's a lot of confusing vibes in a trench coat. Um, because like I, I, I watch skaters again today, the first one, and I still don't know what I saw, but I'm going with it because it's grandpa gooey. And so like, I'm just like, he likes machines and people and he's working that out and I'm gonna let him work it out on my screen again. I don't know what the fuck I watched for either of these movies. Um, <laughs> Um, I know that they have subtle stories of people tracking down other scanners and people getting scanned by people, but like I'm just like I I don't know I yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> well, this is gonna be an easy um, discussion because like, same no shade like the head blow up scene. I will give them credit. Yeah. I think that one piece of it is just iconic. Like that's horror history. But the, I don't know. I, to me, I feel like it's a little hype. This movie. 
I 100% agree. This yeah. is why I wanted this to be on the list. Yeah. yeah. Because I do believe that this is the most overhyped Cronenberg film. And for there to be three of them. Doesn't make sense. I don't. I think there could have easily been three of something else. Videodrome. Videodrome. Yeah. The brood. No, um, no, no, <laughs> no more. I'm done. No, that, that I, movie I, ended. The story's I done. Think, <laughs> I think the scanners. Scanners feels like your regular, regular '80s, early '90s um, sci-fi movie. So it's a lot of like mismanagement and like random shenanigans. Whereas the other ones feel like there's some intention and some purposefulness. And I, I know that I'm nobody saying that about a Cronenberg work, but like his other movies hit different and they feel like a Cronenberg. Whereas like, if I didn't know this was a Cronenberg scanners, I, I would never have been like, he did this. Cause it just feels like your judge dreads and your other things that were happening. And they were like, ha, sci-fi, ha. As opposed to I'm grandpa gooey and you fucking welcome bitch. I agree. It doesn't have, like, cause there's some, you know, the, the fly is a good example of, and video drum kind of think of it. There's something about, even though it gets gooey and it gets like like very like in strange territories, it has this signature this signature fingerprint of his that's kind of still elegant almost. Mm-hmm. It's strange, like it's something in the sound score and the lighting and the handling of the storyline and the characters that are facing against the gooeyness yes. that just feels very Cronenberg. It's it's stylistic still. Like his other things we talked about that I've seen and like to extent I I assume video drama I've not seen it yet. Yeah. Those are films and scanners is a movie. That's perfect. I couldn't yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That's exactly what it feels like. And I'm not used to Grandpa Gooey giving us movies. I'm used to him giving us films. We're in events, mm. experiences. And he's mm. like, mm, here's some leftovers, bitches. And I'm like, oh. Some <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but like scanners, besides the head pop. Isn't really that gooey, is it? Mm-mm. No, it's not. It's more of a technological phase, which usually he marries the two, like in the fly. Mm-hmm. Like you have mm-hmm. the scientist with the machine, but also he gonna get very fucking gooey. It turns out fly. Mm-hmm. Um, the brood also psychological as hell. Listen, yeah. he he normally marries the things. I don't know what was going on with scanners. I don't know, and maybe the third one like wraps it all up and doesn't Halloween end us. I just I've not seen the third one yet. Yeah, but sorry, that was rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we watched the first two. I don't know if I'll get that drunk again this year. Um, but like, <laughs> maybe next year. Maybe next year. Um, but yeah, no, it's my least favorite. If I don't see it again, I, I don't need to see it again. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't again because he has a body of work. I'm just like, we can all have an off day. Um, <laughs> um, I have no work out there. So mm. like, <laughs> I really watched this film for the first time because. I want to say like maybe two years ago I was on this binge like I haven't seen enough Cronenberg films let me do some research and so one a Cronenberg film two Michael Ironside um he's dope um and three because of the head pop scene and how iconic that that moment is but everything else I was not really rocking with and I kind of feel like this Damn, I feel like I'm being a snobby film fucking college student or some shit, but I feel like this movie started with that moment and then they made a movie around it. <laughs> you know, because that scene is so good and the, the the tension because it doesn't happen right away, but the way that the cinematography is kind of like laid out, like it's very like wide in the like lecture hall or whatever. 
you know that something's going to happen, but just not what and or when. It's fucking beautiful. And you're right, Ryan. It's like, that's horror history right there. That's that's a fucking legacy. When you think Cronenberg, you think of The Fly. And then, you know, if you're a little bit deeper into the genre, probably that pop scene as well. But everything else was kind of a little bit of a letdown to me. And that wasn't even like following the formula either. That was like in the middle of the movie or maybe like the first half. Yeah, not the third, and not the ending third, like usually. I think that's another thing because, like, I I need to stress, sci-fi is under the horror umbrella. Sci-fi is under the horror umbrella. I'm going to say that because people are going to hear the rest of this and be like, "Ha!" and want to fight me. I've always said sci-fi is under the horror umbrella. Agreed. Ripley is a final girl. If you want to fight me, you go in said. Um, but I think that <laughs> I think don't that, forget that we invited her to the cookout. Listen, oh. listen, I'm a disinvited bitches. Um, <laughs> um, but scanners is more traditional sci-fi as opposed to traditional horror. Yeah. And again, sci-fi is under the horror umbrella. But his other movies are putting that pedal to the metal in the horror shit too. Cause like if you have Zaddy Goldblum at home, which is a fucking fly, that's terrifying. He's wasping down to pick you up and take you back home and like change you to a fucking fly. The brood, when she left her dress, nothing Wait, but horror. Pause, pause. <laughs> he's wasping down to pick you up. Wasping Girl. down. <laughs> Listen, he's like, Where's buzz, your buzz. coming out? Damn. Buzz. <laughs> buzz, buzz. <laughs> <laughs> and even Rabbit, like she got a fucking a hole in her arm eating people. That's horror. And so, like, all of them are dancing with both of these parts of the genre, but Scanners is like, I want to try and pick a lane. And we're yeah. like, but you do all the lanes, Grandpa Gooey. And he's like, bitches, I'm tired. Take this movie and go home. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it is Atlas Shrugged. Definitely, like, for sure. It, it, it's T. It's fine. Like, we, we didn't, in fact, what year was Scanners, the first one? Let me see. Where is this in the timeline? That's 81. So, oh. I can see that, no shade. Like having this pressure and trying to kind of figure out what I want to do with it because the fact that this came before um, Videodrome and it came before, let me see. It came from the Dead Zone. Oh. So this is before Stephen King money, even. Oh, this just made me happy. When I um, Googled the fly just now to see um, what year it was, um, apparently they're reshowing it at a theater near me in a couple of days. I actually would, I would like to see that on the big screen. I would, even though it's going to be gross as hell. Y'all. Um, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the Fly's cast list. And David Cronenberg played the gynecologist. Did I know that? Wait, you did. I did not know that. You I, did. I, 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 was, I peeped it on this rewatch. Yeah. I was today. You're, I don't even know what that man looks like. What does he look like? He's oh. He plays Dr. Decker in Nightbreed. So that's him. He was also in Slasher, Flesh and Blown, Flesh and Bone, um, which was their that's best that's season. That's me right now, Flesh and Blown. That was their best season. I like seasons three and four, and that was the fourth season, and it's the strongest season of that series. Yeah, Cronenberg. Okay, this I... man is cute as hell. Who, this cute old man. <laughs> These cute so glasses. Cute. It's the glasses. Like, he takes him off. He's a grandpa. He puts him on. He's an artist. Okay. <laughs> Here we go True. being mean. <laughs> okay. I really want to talk about Crimes of the Future okay. because I 
fucking love this movie. I can't wait to see and I remember it. sitting in the theater. I saw this one in the theater. Mm-hmm. Saw a little matinee, you know, so the theater was empty. And um, the movie ended. Of course, I sit through the credits. Gotta let my thoughts marinate so I can head straight to Letterboxd afterwards. And I said at my review, uh, Crimes of the Future filled the whole the Cronin hole in my heart that was left from Possessor. Oh, that snap. was my official review. You roasted him with his own daddy. That's I art. Did. That's art. It needed to happen. But um like did, that did want- is a fucking Cronenberg film. Talk How about you- the marriage of sci-fi and horror. Oh yeah. Do you feel like um video drum is a prequel to it? Oh you know what? Yes. Yeah. I do. I, it the the inlays, it's there. Like I'm like, I would not be surprised if in a future interview he just came out and was like, Oh, this is the this is in the same universe, to be right. honest. And video drum like took a over. A lot of influences there. It was yeah. like, you know what? I had a little bit more to say about this universe. Even with like them growing new organs that mm-hmm. was in there. Yeah. The um the um torturing each other for sexual pleasure and uh, i don't know yeah yeah you know that um have you seen the meme and it's uh it's like so david like what made you get back into filmmaking and he's like i was horny (laughs) wait did he really say that I don't I don't know if it was real or not, but the meme I gotta find it. But First of all, that, that I would that. believe that. I would believe it. Was like, yeah. I'm horny. I could see that. This man was born in 1943. Who? Yeah. No. Oh, his his Wikipedia picture from 2012 is the moment. He is 79. Grandpa Gooey is 79. He's at the Canadian Hold up. healthcare and he is still going. Look. You know what? Time out. <laughs> I mean, that's impressive. I according to Wikipedia, his other names are the Baron of Blood and King of Venereal Horror. Wait, like venereal disease? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just okay. want to make sure we're all on the same page. The blood one like doesn't evil. make sense because I don't think he's very big on blood. Mm-hmm. Yellow but blood. Ladder. <laughs> But the latter, yeah, I see it now. I'm gonna contest that. I'm like, dear Wikipedia, we think Grandpa Gooey is more fitting than the Bird yeah. of Blood. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of all the titles, it's got to be Grandpa Gooey. But I'm I don't want to give away too much about crimes because I know, sure, you haven't seen it. But <sighs> I was very, very happy. Hulu played in my fucking face. They were like, it's coming for Halloween. And I was like, let's do this episode. And like, it's going to drop on Halloween. Like, that's not coming for Halloween. It's dropping on Halloween on Hulu. And I'm like, y'all should have said that for you to be playing my life around it. (laughs) I'm happy that it's going to be going um, to a big streamer so that more people can talk about it because it's lacking the discourse. Like, I also saw it for the first time in theaters because I went to a film festival and they showed it. And um, I just remember the discussions afterwards were so worth it. Just like everybody, like just talking about it, like their interpretations. That was part of the fun. But now we're going to get that because the girls are the girls are going to pull up on this movie and they're going to have a lot to say. And I can't wait to see what that discourse looks like. For the most part, um, my friend circles of art hoes are about yeah. it. 
Um, oh and I'm like, when the art hoes go up for something, I'm, it's going to be a mood. And I might not understand it the first two times. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, and my other friends are like, I want to see people get cut. And I was upset. <laughs> I don't think this is too spoilery to say, but um, Kirsten Stewart was not bad in this. I think that they 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 casted her appropriately because y'all know how I feel about sis. Like, mm. mm-hmm. But in the, I, I'm just being real. I'm just no. being real. But was never in this, they <clears throat> casted her correctly because... I'm trying to like obviously just like, like Pete Davidson and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. No, yeah, that's a good no, example. Not at all. I, I think no, they don't act the same. But I mean, like you're expecting someone to act a particular way, and then they come in, and it's like, oh wow, this is actually like a good performance based on me expecting dirt. <laughs> <laughs> that is but correct. She killed it, man. Like I really like her role in this. That's good because I I'm waiting for her to do something that I'm like okay I can see why people hire her because I've not seen that yet. You never seen Underwater? I made it like ten minutes in I think and dude I what so you, did, so you haven't seen Underwater because it no. starts like halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> these movies these movies need to start they need to start because like I show up and they like mm, we ain't ready yet and I'm like you right this is 2022 the the the. The hour and a half film is died. They they do not exist anymore. They have gone extinct. You better sit your ass down for two hours, eat this food, and then think about it for another hour and a half later. Life is too short. I can't imagine just getting out three hour passes anymore. I need to conserve those. <laughs> okay, but please try again for underwater because it's really good. And also, Kristen Stewart is very hot. But she plays a completely different character in Crimes than she does in Underwater. Underwater, she's like this kind of like masculine, um, handy, like pretty final girl e like you know get it done sister kind of thing. And then in crime, she's like very soft and vulnerable, and like yeah. has um, you know idols and like wants to be part of something. So it's like honestly, she's a little pathetic. Yeah, she's a Bella again. No, it's a, it's a close comparison, but no, like because Bella. I've never actually seen the Twilight movies. I read the book. Oh my god! Was... So why are you talking so much shit right now? I read the books when I was too young to know better. Because like I, it was right after Harry Potter was wrapped, and it was like we need another thing. And people were like these are good. They were not good. My they friends had lied to me. They were not. Um, and I kept well, reading both of I'm... them though, because Robert Pattinson. Why has he escaped the stigma? And she has not. And they both have very credible work. Mm, that is can, a damn good argument. Thank you. I've never seen him in anything either. Um, I was going to okay. watch Batman, but Batman is three hours. I'm like, no. No, no. Watch so, Good Time. So, watch, watch what? Good Time. He's in a movie called Good Time? Yeah, it's called Good Time. Hmm. Good times. No, but my first time <laughs> seeing him was in Harry Potter. But I think that oh, was like yeah. um a softer role. Like you don't really get to see his acting prowess. And I enjoyed the um Twilight books or whatever, but I was just like a prepubescent teen that was just eating up just like the the ROM of it all. But it was just horny. Yeah, it was just and- it was just cute. But he he did escape that stigma. That does that raises a big question because that's not fair. The lighthouse. You never. I'm sorry. No, I'm stuck I've on this now. You never seen the lighthouse. It let two white men run him in a white house. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna. Okay, do this. but one of them is Willem Dafoe. I love William Dafoe. Also, Twitter it was exposing Mr. Dafoe. Twitter exposed him a few months ago. Uh oh. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Let's That's just say he packed him. 
Oh, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, Which makes sense. Is, like that. Because like, he's a weirdo. And you know, the weirdos always got a little gift. Um, But like Twitter, Twitter really kind of receipts. Because somebody said something about like his junk. And Twitter's like, like, we're horny and we at home. Because right? he's back at. Listen, there's like, the I got your green goblin. And I was like, oh, Twitter. <laughs> was it Flash? Because I'm going to Twitter right now. They said a clip of him dancing right, around naked from something from like the 80s, 90s. And I mean, thanks for thinking, but I was like, respectfully, this is William Defoe. We should take this to our private circles, not on the main timeline, y'all. And they were like, we don't care, dicks about. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I opened Twitter that day and I was a different person because I did not expect to walk in on William Defoe being hung things <laughs> on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> First of all, people don't know how to act because I Googled it on Twitter, like like searched it through Twitter, I mean to say. And the, the discourse is so hilarious. Yeah. Somebody literally said, William Defoe, William Dick hit the flow. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I just, I think I've had enough. I don't even see the picture at that point. <laughs> no, I, I was not ready. I was not ready. Because normally you open Twitter and you get mad because people are being racist, they're being sexist, mm-hmm. um, you know, typical weekday shit. And I was like, why is William Defoe trending? He didn't do something bad, did he? And they're like, oh, he did nothing bad yet, but I'd like him to do something bad to me. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but I'm not looking at him the same way since. I'm happy I saw that new Spider-Man beforehand. Oh. <laughs> I'm disturbed. I can never watch Spider-Man again. Listen. The Green Goblin. Oh, Green wait, Goblin. Spider-Man. He was, yeah, he was the father of, um, he was the Green Goblin, remember? But that's not where this PP fiasco is coming from. Oh, no. I hope, I hope they never find anything on him from Spider-Man, because if he's running around with his dick out on Spider-Man, that's, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Marvel, we, we break it up. What? Yeah, that's, that's a little bit, with, with great power comes great responsibility. Um, I can have the reboot, because he's coming in that and dying. <laughs> Wow. Um, what the, the gooey grandpa? That's what we we're talking about. That's right. Oh, we yeah, need to wrap God. this up. Anything else gooey? I, <laughs> I mean, we already talked about possessor, the bonus, but we we didn't talk about the Rick and Morty Easter egg. We can touch on that real quick because I love that episode. Okay, so it actually like recurs a lot. Yes. Um, but I know nobody wants to talk about Rick and Morty anymore because it's like old or whatever. Wait, that's a up. thing. I need to catch up. I yeah. love it so much. Oh, I mean, as soon as they started making Rick and Morty jokes on like yeah. white people sitcoms, yeah, people are like, the show's over. Damn, you well, know, yeah. find a thing, it's over. <laughs> yeah, I think it was also kind of ruined from the fan base to the creators. Mm-hmm. Like, I think around like season three or season four, uh, the creators started putting in Easter eggs in the show to get the fans to shut the fuck up because they were just speculating too much and they were like, we just want to make a stupid show that's not that deep. Um, yeah, like Evil yeah. Morty, I remember all of that. Evil Morty was cool, but then everything like after that was just like, because they couldn't keep up with all the fan theories and then everyone yeah. was just kind of like, okay, this isn't fun anymore. McDonald's is profiting off of the Mulan Szechuan sauce that, yeah. you know, they made up for the show and yeah. You know, it's like the joke is dead now. It's like it's it's overplayed. Um, and I feel bad, especially for the creators, because like them having to keep up with fan theories, like that's a lot. Because I know how fans are, because it's me, I'm bitches. But I think it was the first season. Um, yeah, I actually think it was like very, very early. So Rick and Morty, they like be time traveling and traveling to other 
universes and um, versions of our earth and stuff like that. So uh, in one timeline, they they fuck up the universe so mm-hmm. bad that it becomes like a Cronenberg verse. And there's like Cronenrick and Cronen Morty. The entire society just turns absolutely fucking barbaric and they have to kill like Cronen creatures to eat at the dinner table. There's just one visual and it's like the family at the dinner table and there's this like beast, like this gooey fucking... It's like the armpit. It's the like just if you were just to have the armpit and then like stuck some eyes on it, or like it could have been the sack from the brood, and they're like yep. sitting down at the dinner table, like having a nice dinner, calling each other like Crone and Rick and Crone and Morty. <laughs> and I'm kind of thinking like these they not gonna understand. They won't. They don't know. They don't know. We share. We've trauma bonded through this experience, so we know. Yeah. They know. They wasn't ready. No, they no. understood the assignment. I actually yeah. love that episode. It's one of the ones that um has, in my opinion, like solidified Rick and Morty as like a a safe haven for horror fans. Kind of like when they yeah. did the Hellraiser episode, same difference. Oh, I yeah. love what they did with oh. the Cenobites. Yeah, I forgot about that. I I love Rick and Morty. I think I'm like two seasons behind. Hmm. Um, I I was just also a Dan Harmon kid. I know that like his legacy is not crystal. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I, I go up for community when the movie was announced. I was like, finally, 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 fucking finally. <laughs> um, and so like I'm happy that like Rick and Morty is doing the things because like I, I again sometimes troubled people make art, and I'm not out here excusing men because fuck that noise. But also I think we have a lot of people who are like known predators. Again, Variety's been emailing me about all their trials. <laughs> people are still going up for. <laughs> And so I, I don't know. I don't know where the line is. Because at the end of the day, he did fucking own this shit. And Megan Gans was like, that's all I wanted was an apology and acknowledgement. And so yeah. like, I can't really be out here being like, don't you forgive him in public? And you need to suffer some more, sir. Because it's weird when somebody who's an asshole is like, I, I was an asshole. And it's probably because I don't respect women. And I shouldn't have done that. It's like, well, you took yourself down. So I'm going to just wait for your movie, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> I'm so conflicted. I'm so conflicted. Like, um, because I want to be like, fuck you, but also like, like they did it out in public, and so I don't want to be like, well, I'm gonna be mad for you, Megan, because that's <laughs> that's not how we do things here. <laughs> I I didn't even know that uh, Rick and Morty made our list. Um, I don't know if y'all know this, but the map that I'm recording on right now is literally Rick and Morty art. Um, really? Okay. That's so cool. Yeah, okay. I can actually I do a pivot real quick. Ignore my PJs. Uh, I have a Rick and Morty t-shirt. That Ooh. I Ooh. Yeah. I oh, like it's it. a little hard to see all the detail, but it's all the monsters from the first couple seasons. Oh, that's tight. So like Scary that. Terry, the Nightmare on Elm Street reference scary and all that. Scary Terry. There too. Welcome to your nightmare, bitch. bitch. You're right. <laughs> why, I never, why did I never realize that Rick and Morty was such a safe haven for horror fans? Yeah, it's like they slide, they slide it in every once in a while, and then sometimes it's like in the background they do little stuff. I, 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 yeah. I, I, Didn't they I love do some it. Predator shit, also. Yes, predator shit. Yeah, even I... in one of the newer episodes, like she was like, "Y'all can come fight me if you want to, but no, I have all the predator weapons." I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> You're not winning that fight <laughs> at all. I just, I always fucking live for the references. I think it's one of the reasons I go up for Dan Harmon's works because, yeah. like, he's also a nerd. Lots of other things, but also a nerd. And so, like, in Community, there was the Beetlejuice joke. So, like, every season somebody said Beetlejuice, and the third time you saw a Beetlejuice walk behind the person, and you're like, I'm dead. Oh, that's funny. 
That's yeah. so good. Yeah. And there's just like shit built in. So when you rewatch, you're like, I didn't catch that the first time. And so you're looking for other shit. And I, I live because, again, I am a nerd. And so I aspire. <laughs> I hope to- there's a Beetlejuice super cut of that. That sounds, that's everything. I need that. Somebody on YouTube did because they were like when community was canceled one of the last five times. Um, yeah. <laughs> they were like, here's super cuts of why we need to keep it. Look at this art. And it'd be like the Beetlejuice one and like other stuff. Um, there was a whole episode where like Abe was in the background having like <laughs> the most complicated fucking day ever. And you're watching this shit unfold, but behind all this shit you don't really care about. You're like, is he delivering a baby back there? What is happening? What? <laughs> Um, there's just, there's so many things. There's so many things. I fucking love community and I fucking love Rick and Marty. And I, I, I know I'm saying a problematic white man, um, as often we all do. It's okay, but we love a good Easter egg and it's about the Easter eggs. It is. There it needs is. to be more Cronenberg Easter eggs. That's I the agree. first time I've, I've heard David Cronenberg be like referenced in anything. Cause who the fuck would know unless you're like into this gooey shit. <laughs> Um, I'm just gonna in, try incorporating goo in everything I do. Yeah. It'll be like, um, it was a comedy, but all of a sudden it was a bucket of goo on a bitch. And it's like, yes. <laughs> Somehow. Grandpa Gooey demands it. <laughs> Grandpa Gooey demands. Okay, Grandpa Gooey demands that we end this episode before we give our listeners a uh, a headache. Yeah, Welcome let's... to this bonus episode. <laughs> but you know, this, it, you know what? We appreciate you, Grandpa Gooey. If you ever listen to this, this was definitely a love letter. We read you a few times, but that's how we show love. If, if, if you're listening to this and you want to read us, you can try. Find us on social media at Blurdy Massacre. But leave a five-star review first. And also, let us know what you want to talk about in that review because we do read them and we appreciate y'all listening to us. So until next time, have a good, have a good time. Keep it gooey. Keep it gooey. Keep it gooey. <laughs> Keep it gooey. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> okay now I don't know what that was <laughs> <laughs>